0: I want to kill everyone, Satan is good, Satan is my pal, I want to kill everyone, Satan is good, Satan is my pal, witches and the occult, here on Attack of the Killer Podcast.
1: Attention planet Earth and beyond, stay tuned for Attack of
2: the Killer Podcast.
0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another Satan-filled episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. I am your host, Insane Mike, and this episode we're going to be talking about cults and witches. Witches and cults. Cults
3: Cults and and witches. witches. That's
0: right. So, hail Satan, everybody. Now, (laughs) I should say that not all crazy cults go straight Thank
4: to you. Thank
0: Satan.
4: You. Uh-huh. Some <laughs> yeah. are
0: God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably well, some of the more crazier cults are way more into God than Satan. So We'll get into that, I'm sure. This will be a controversial episode. I was actually wor- wor- whole worried about the whole um, idea of doing witches with this as well and upsetting, like, you know... Wiccans and stuff like that, but these are are just these are the evil witches, not the cool Wiccan witches. Is that that disclaimer good enough to keep us from getting yelled at? Uh, I hope so. (coughs) Alright. That's alright. So, let's get into it, but first let's (laughs) introduce you to the podcast crew. First off, this first one, it's our very own sweet, sweet virgin sacrifice. John Sullivan, everybody.
1: Yay. <laughs> hey, virgin, I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> hey, you're probably right. Hey everybody, how's it going?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> next up,
0: this next person has better butt cleavage than Sherry Moon Zombie. The high priestess of our cult, Terry Woo <laughs> <laughs>
2: High
0: priestess.
3: <Butt> cleavage.
2: <laughs> hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> and it's a shorter crew this episode. So lastly, this next person would only drink the ceremonial Kool-Aid if it was grape. So his poop would be green. Or it would be blue. Not green. Blue. Maybe green. The altar, of, altar boy of our cult. Jason
4: Bollinger. Hey! Man, butchered that intro. That was awesome. Yeah. Start over. No. Do over. No.
0: So, welcome to another episode of the Hacker Killer Podcast. We're going to hey talk guys. about witches and the cults, and let's introduce you to the podcast crew. Oh. oh.
4: No do-overs? No.
0: Fine. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. How was everybody's Halloween?
1: Awesome. Good. Pretty this is, good. This is
0: our first episode after Halloween, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. So what'd
4: you guys
0: do? You I guys went trick-or-treating. Yes, you did. And and you became quite a wuss. I wussed out. out.
4: It was cold as shit.
0: And so, hung out in the car.
4: <laughs> I, I stayed in the car the last two stops.
0: Yep. While well, Simon and I... It's right. While well, Simon and I... Trudged through the tundra.
4: <laughs> tundra, exactly. It was fucking frozen. But it, man, I wish everyone could go to Vogel Street.
0: Is that like, the street? I can I can never remember the name of the street.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, in our town, we just have the street that um, everyone on the block, more or less everyone on the block, really decorates their house, and it's also like the really, really richy part of town. It's kind of like the full-size candy bar kind of houses. And like, there's, I swear, like this, I mean every year, but this year I was just, I know Mike and I were just like, you just take that second while the kid's getting candy and are just like, holy crap guys, this is like straight out of a movie. It looks so cool. Because just every kid in town knows that it's the cool street to go to and it's just always full, full, full of kids running around in costumes and houses all decorated up, and the hustle and bustle. And it's, I don't know. I wish everyone could come trick or treat on our on our street.
0: Yeah, Vogel is is awesome for that too. Cause you watch watch movies that take place on Halloween, and you see like every house is decorated, and and like streets are littered with kids and parents. And you just think to yourself, that's not... Then you, then you go out on trick-or-treat night, and you're like, that's not what it's like at all. Vogel Street is exactly like what you see in, in um, movies that take place on Halloween. And that's what's so cool about it. And it's like, most of the town seems to understand that, too. Because it, there's just tons of kids and parents, all in costume, just going up and down the street. And some houses have, like, music playing, and... Uh, some of them like really do up their front yard. There was one that I love that Simon will never go up to because it's kind of creepy. They have like
4: it was. There's dudes creeping around in the yard. Yeah, yeah. Good, good times. And
0: then after that, what did we do, Jason? After trick or treating,
4: uh, we watched uh, the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, watch that, and then maybe like the first ten minutes of Frankie and Weenie waiting for Simon to fall asleep.
4: So we can watch movies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up watching Cena Weevil 2. Oh,
4: yeah.
0: Which I which I really liked.
4: Really? Like, really I, liked? Or you just well, kind of liked?
0: I No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's like I said, like, um, like, 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 <laughs> like, 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 like,
3: like. <laughs>
0: I, I sometimes it bothers me the, you know that we live in a day and age now that like movies especially horror movies just kind of feel like it has to have like a unique hook or you know it's like oh this movie's great because it's something different but like nowadays it just seems like they're all something different and me being the kid from the '80s that just loved every single Friday Thirteenth sequel came out every night on Elm Street sequel it came out. <laughs> love every single one of those like slasher Halloween rip-off movies that that just, they just kept dishing out over the next three or four years after Halloween came out and I just I kind of missed just you know hey just give me a straight up slasher and that's what it was it wasn't anything unique and special I don't remember a ton about it um, because of that and uh, and also the fact that we watched it out of context because we never saw the first one. Um, I I still really liked it, so I had fun with it. It's got some issues, but like like I don't want to say it out loud, but one of the issues being Catherine I- Isabella's performance in the movie. What? Yeah, yeah he loves her. So I I do. I have I have a very unhealthy unhealthy
5: <laughs>
0: love for for her as an actress but this one was not so much I still I still say it was a choice her performance in that was a choice but it was off the it was off the rocker man it was off the charts it was way over the top it was almost as if like when you and your friends would make movies in high school and you wanted to be the crazy, fun-loving, you know, partier character in the film with absolutely nobody giving you direction or even dialogue, to say, and so you just you just go way over the top, that was her performance in this movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, what did you guys do for Halloween?
2: I went to a Halloween party... At a local R-T. bar, party. I threw together a very quick costume, um, and oh, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, I was a I was a baseball bat. I I wore baseball gear, and then I, I had bat wings and bat face makeup. Do You get it? Baseball bat.
3: Ah. <laughs>
2: But no, it was fun. Like they had decorated it to the nines. I was, I was a little disappointed that more people didn't show up because it looked awesome there. And they, uh, they had this little like side, uh, kind of a freak show museum sort of a thing that they'd created too, which was really cool. Like there were these weird like artifacts that they had found and they had little excerpts next to each one. And it was kind of, it was really fun
3: cool
1: John what about you what would you do for Halloween well I did normally what I do every year set out front hooked up all the music so that way all the scary music would be playing for the kids when they come up so that way they'd run away in fear um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and handed out candy um, we didn't I didn't know how many people we would have and we ended up having less than 20 come. But we're, we're actually the only house on our street. But there there is another street that people <clears throat> go down and, and they just never did. Some came up, but not, not near as many as they normally did. Um, and then after a little bit later, um, I had rented a couple movies that night. I had rented one was The New Leprechaun Origins. Oh yeah, and my my youngest son is a is a huge leprechaun fan, and to him it was too cold to sit outside and hand out candy. So, so I sat out there as he came back inside, and he watched pretty much I think the whole thing. I just caught bits and pieces of it as I came in and out, and he didn't even like it. He said he he was totally turned off from it. He he just said he he was more or less disgusted with it because he oh. said. It didn't look nothing, you know, like The Leprechaun. It it didn't even, it wasn't, you know, he said it just didn't, it was like, wasn't even like a Leprechaun movie. So he didn't like it. And then later on, we tried to watch Deliver Us From Evil. Or no, I'm sorry, Deliver Us From The Devil. Or no, Deliver Us From Evil. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> we we just couldn't get into it. I mean, I don't even know if we even watched a half hour of it. We started to fall asleep. We was, we was done with it. Um, it just didn't. I don't know if it was just it was the movie was so dark, but it just kind of didn't really grab your attention from the get go, really so much. So I think it was kind of a slow lead in, and it we we just didn't. And maybe if I watched the whole thing, maybe I'd like it better as it got into it. But but it was like hell. We're you know falling asleep, you know, and we wasn't getting into it, so we just shut it off and took it back the next day. But I do have to give thanks to Mike because because of you and this year's Halloween I added the time warp to my music outside. Nice. nice. So that's the first, this is the very first year I've had any Rocky Horror m- music playing outside and I, I had to do the time warp, so. Nice. So, Good. But that's Good. about, that was about all we did. And then, so it was kind of a bummer because we didn't have that many trick or treaters, um, but the next, let's see, it was like the next day. I went to, went and uh, checked out the stores for all their markdown stuff. So I got a few decorations that were marked down for next year, and and then it was a bu- it was a bummer because it was November first, and of course October was over. And I just absolutely loved the whole month of October. And so now I'm trying yeah. to kind of get back into the swing of things, but it's just kind of like November <clears throat> first. It was like it was like, oh, it's over. So.
0: I know, I got a little sad myself. I felt a little kind of depressed when November first rolled around. Like, oh the month of Halloween is done.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I, have, I have to wait till next year.
4: <laughs> the month of Halloween. <laughs> right.
0: That's also a bummer that you didn't get to see any you didn't watch any, anything good on
1: Halloween night. No, I mean I'd, I'd been Yeah, I'd been watching of course, watching everything, every like both the times. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, it was on twice in October on ABC and I caught it both times and, and all of those, you know, and then all the movies that were playing on TV and stuff, I caught a lot of those, but yeah, Halloween night, it just seemed like Halloween came and it was just like, boom, it was like, uh, you know, I was so busy that day that it was like all of a sudden, boom, it was five, six o'clock in the evening and, and I didn't know where the day had went. It was just like, it just came so quick and then it was over so quick. I don't know if ever, anybody else yeah. feels that way about it, but it was just like a. Sure. That day just went so fast. It did go
0: fast this year, man. It really did. Because it's
3: sad.
0: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Stupid time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jason and I watched something else, though, that night, too, didn't we, buddy? Yeah, we did. Can we even. T- oh, yeah, because Terry's here.
4: We can talk about it.
0: Yeah, the, the Halloween episode of Everything Horrible. Woo! Yeah. Cool. It's a good Isn't one. It
2: awesome.
0: The ghost that is my good. The opening is so
2: good. Oh, thanks. I mean, yeah. That ghost is cool.
0: The opening, like, where you guys do the whole Halloween opening? The
2: Halloween. Yeah, he, yeah, he did a really good job.
0: He did. <laughs> he was awesome. Good episode. I don't even. Holy crap. What was the movie? I don't even remember the movie <laughs> he did. Troll 2. Troll 2. Oh, that's right. Troll oh. 2. <laughs> That's how good the episode was, though, man. All the uh, other content outshined the movie that was reviewed. Yeah. Awesome. Was it AMC that was showing um, like all the
1: Friday 13 Is Is it, that the channel that does it every year or whatever? Mm, they showed... I know they showed all the Halloweens, of course. Um, they showed all the Tremor Tremor movies. They showed... Oh, I think they showed all of the omens, and I think they showed all of the Exorcist ones, and I think well, they did do. I think they did do Friday the Thirteenth too. Okay, because I did
0: catch Jason X and a couple of the others uh, throughout the month, so that was cool. Um, but it was funny. Like my daughter was, my oldest daughter was watching one of them. And I come downstairs and and she had a friend over and she's like, They must have started in the middle of it or something. She's like, Dad, which one which one which Friday thirteenth is this? And I peek my head into the room. I watch it for like a second and a half and I'm like, This is part six and then walked out. (laughs) And her friend couldn't believe it. And I walked I walked back in again and I'm just like this is, I, I'm just like, this is how much I've seen this movie. And then I was literally reciting the action as it was happening. Like, okay, so, <clears throat> the door's going to open. Jason's going to be there. Grab the girl. Cut to the outside of the cabin. Blood splatter on the window. And, like, it was happening completely in sequence with what I was saying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he was blowing that kid's mind.
3: <laughs> Blew
0: his mind out his mind hole, Yes. So, either that or he's just like,
4: your dad is such
0: a geek.
4: <laughs> Which, this <just laughs> is a compliment, you'd take that.
0: Yeah, I'll take that.
4: <laughs> he wouldn't be wrong. No, no, not
0: at all. It was a good thing it was part six, though, because I, I do know that one. I've seen that one the most. I do know that one, front to back. I could recite the all the dialogue from that one. And I will now. So it opens. on. <laughs> 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 oh, but enough of that. Enough of that. Let's talk about like you know we're getting close to Thanksgiving. So what better <laughs> to talk about with Thanksgiving than cults and witches?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when I think, well, okay, maybe <laughs> let's just get in. Let's just get into the big one, the big gun, the one that uh, which is big because you just watched it last night. Yeah, so it's the only one that's fresh in my brain.
3: <laughs>
0: well, it's and it's to, but it's topical though because it just recently came out on Netflix and on yada what?
4: yada yada on where Netflix? Huh. That's a cool place for movies. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is, isn't it, John? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is first day. It is on Netflix.
1: Congrats, I, feel like, I feel like I feel I, like I feel like I'm like I don't know like I'm a junkie of sorts, like I'm doing something I'm not supposed to, but it feels so good. I, I <laughs> don't I don't know how to explain it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, John Sullivan is finally on Netflix. Let's all give him a round of applause. Yeah. You oh.
4: You're in One the club. Of us. One of us. Uh, <laughs> It
1: feels so good.
0: And and John you said you definitely definitely had that first day experience with netflix that i think we all have had where you've probably just sat there literally for like an hour just scrolling
1: yeah i mean (laughs) i i'm speechless i it's like your own personal video store and that's all the that's the only way i can say it it has you can whatever you can search for i mean it doesn't have everything of course but it's like uh, you wouldn't think it would have something. You search for it, and there it is. And it's like, what? they've got that? And then it's 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 amazing. I've, if, if feeling feeling this good is wrong, I don't want to be right. I'll just say that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
0: the, so the movie in question that um, we were going to start talking about, and that is Ty West's new movie, um, The Sacrament. The sacrament. So, who would like to describe the sacrament? Do it,
2: and when Terry.
0: I, and Me? when I say, what? when I ask who, I mean
3: Terry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fine. Okay. Uh, well, there's this guy. Um... <laughs>
0: I think all of, all of Terry's descriptions. They start all start with... that way.
3: There's this guy. This guy. <laughs>
2: uh, he has some friends who, well, he's a photographer and he has these friends that work for a magazine called, was it, like Vice? I think it's
4: Vice, it? yep. It's a cool um, magazine.
2: It's real. Real, right. Um, and his sister uh, just recently went um, to do like a sober living sort of a rehab center and. For some reason, they relocated like to another country, and he's all freaking out. And they're going to go check it out, and so they travel. I don't even remember where it is. Did they say where it is?
4: Nope, out of the country though. No, just yeah, like, they
0: didn't. They didn't
2: say. Yeah, I don't think they did. But um, they just go out into the middle of nowhere. Uh, they have to go by helicopter to get to the actual place, and. Um, there are men guarding the gates with machine guns, and they get there, and it's this place called Eden Parish, and it's like the, like their own sustainable living, and it's just hundreds of people, and they're all given a weird vibe. And there's this guy named Father, or so that's what they call him, um, who kind of brought them all together. And shit gets a little crazy, um, culty, and yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough?
3: I think there... you should.
0: I think you should write for um, DVD companies and <laughs> descriptions. <the> t-
4: <laughs> <sort of laughs> so she's writing one for our next movie. That's all I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially if
0: it. Especially if it starts with "there's this guy" and ends with. Things
4: happen. Guys. Things and stuff. <laughs> things and stuff. It's perfect. Did she say that it was found footage? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's,
2: it's all from... Because they're, they're taping it for footage for the magazine. And they're doing interviews and things with locals and with father. And
0: Was it a magazine, though? I thought it was, like their own, like, online streaming site or something, like... Well... Yeah,
4: it's that, too.
0: Okay, because they kept referring to... They kept talking about how, like, when we've done other... when we've done other films like this before, it's never been this scary or whatever, when they were talking to Gavin.
4: It was mostly... Yeah, it's mostly been a magazine.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... That's anymore. That's how a lot of the periodicals kind of go to... uh, They do a lot of things online, but also have... Paper. Yeah. So obviously, they're not going to put the video in the magazine. They can't do that. But
4: Yeah, what is this, Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Oh. Dang it.
4: Dang it. Now I just depressed Harry. Great. <laughs> so,
1: John, you said you didn't get the chance to watch this all the way through? No, I didn't. I didn't get. I don't even think I even got halfway, but I'll tell you, I could have swore. And I and I looked I looked to see if it was him, and it wasn't. But the guy that plays father, I could have swore, uh, just by listening to his voice and everything, it sounded just like Pat Hingle that played on uh, Maximum Overdrive as the guy uh, that ran the Dixie Boy. A little bit, yeah. It sounded just like him it in the like, face. Yeah. It, yeah, a little. And I was looking at his face, and I was like, "Well, it doesn't really look like him." But that has been a f- it has been a few years since I've seen him in anything, and I'm like. If it And I was like, well, maybe that is him. And I looked, and it, it wasn't him, but I was like, man, he sounded a lot like him.
0: Yeah, I could see that, yeah.
2: Yeah, the guy who did it really hasn't been in a lot. Like, hmm. he was a fairly unknown actor. He's done some bit parts and things, but... Well, and hmm. I would
0: assume that'd be intentional, if you really right. want... ...for yeah. the impact of that
1: character... You would want somebody who's not recognizable. But I like, I I like the idea of. I mean, I'm not a because it's done so much. I think I'm not a big fan of the found footage thing. But the the way this was done, I did accept this one because it because they were going into a into like a Jonestown setting, and they were they were filming for whatever they was doing, and and it was kind of they were kind of keeping. With all the stuff that was going on, they were kind of trying to keep behind-the-scenes stuff recorded as well, and it was up to up to um, the part I stopped where I stopped watching anyway. And it, I, I really, I, th- I thought it was done well. I I thought the uh, found footage, you know, uh, thing was for this movie anyway. Was it, it was uh, it was acceptable and it was you know justified the way they. The way they done it, because I was like, "Well, well yeah," and it and it was kind of cool that they. It, it was a neat idea. I, I liked it. I like yeah. the way they did that.
0: I I liked I liked it too, the way they did it too. Yeah, I think the found footage thing is a little overdone, and I'm kind of tired of it and done with it uh, as well. But this one I thought was done really well because one I I thought it was it was a plot device. It was it helped drive the story. The fact that they were making this film, it gave those other two guys motivation to kind of dig deep on what's going on. Like the one guy, the main guy, he well, not really main guy, because he kind of disappears through a lot of the film. But the what was his name Josh, I think. The his yeah, the, his motivation was to find his sister and find out what's really going on. The other two guys are are motivated with uh, with uh, trying to put together this news story.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was a good plot. It was a good plot driver uh, do, doing it found footage style. Um, it wasn't overly done and in-your-face. There wasn't a ton of, like, dialogue-heavy, talking heads, exposition stuff, like um, just, you know, setting the camera up and and just literally talking to the camera and breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, Which which, you know, I appreciate that they didn't go a hundred percent like talkie documentary thing. And what also was good is what I liked about it is that they didn't overdo like shaky cam stuff and, and they were still concerned about shooting a good looking movie despite the fact that it's found footage enough to where I can, I got lost enough in the narrative of the film that I, that the found footage thing wasn't an issue, you know, either way, good or bad that I was just too involved in the story and the and the found footage wasn't a distraction so
2: yeah and cuz i the only thing that bothers me really about found footage was uh I, the shakiness sometimes i get motion sickness and sometimes mm-hmm. those things just make me feel sick watching them this didn't have that effect on me there i mean there were there were some moments you know when shit starts getting real and they're trying to, you know, run away from things that it gets more intense like that. But those make the... Since it's more normal the rest of the time, those moments are much more impactful because they waited to do that sort of stuff until that point.
0: And the thing for me is that, I mean, I'm a film fan. I love film. I'm a filmmaker myself. And I just love to see... Great composition in shots, and and I think found footage sometimes. Sometimes some, some found footage can do some really cool perspectives and have some really cool looking shots. But a lot of times it's just reliant on the on the uh, the first person perspective and and the shaky camera techniques and all that stuff. Um, so a, a lot of to me a lot of the more artistic artistically set up shots and stuff in, in found footage films get lo- get lost, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I miss just like a, let's just have a well-composed looking beautiful,
1: uh, oh, shot here. Well, did, and I thought, I thought what did so well with, with this film was you, you were right there with them and they were in the middle of this, you know, uh, you know, religious, uh, group and and they had heard you know things were going down and it it was you were right there with them and so it it was it was scary because it's like what's going to happen you know because we're right here it was almost like you were right there with them in the cold as they were investigating everything i felt to me and a lot of the found footage movies i mean i know that's what they try to do but in a lot of a lot of them instances i just don't feel like that they really that they really carry through with what they what they tried to get across to the audience in the movie, and it was a lot of them movies. Found footage ones aren't done as well. And like I said, I thought this one, like Chernobyl Diaries, I didn't think was it. It wasn't that spooky to me, but like this one, I thought it really, like I said, you you were right there with the characters, and anything that was going to happen, you felt like you know was going to happen to you because you was right there with them. So.
0: Yeah, and bottom line, I liked this movie a lot. I really loved it. I had a good time mm-hmm. with it. I was really into it, invested in the characters. Um, was couldn't wait to see it was where where this was going to go with the cult and everything. Um, you know, I was hooked in from frame one of the whole of the whole thing. Really enjoyed it. Uh, this is a this movie. Um, it's a Ty, Ty West directed it, and he's really hit or miss with me there's some stuff i just love of his uh and and then uh, stuff that i hate of his and he's got more misses than hits for me so it's good to see this one um getting him kind of back uh back in good graces with me anyway so jason you've been quiet yeah
4: oh i you know i really i really like this movie the thing about it for me is uh I was thought I thought the found footage thing was re- really refreshing. Like I think uh, straight narrative films are being really overdone right now. I think there's too many of those out there, really saturating the market. It was about time that are you purposely? This, uh, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I think narrative films are boring and done. It's so oh played God. out. It's <laughs> like they need to do something new. And thank God for found footage.
0: You're trying to start a fight.
4: <laughs> well, I I get... It just... I'm sorry. It sounds cliche when you say it. That it... That it... I mean, like, yeah, name five found footage films made in the last five years. You can't.
0: Devil's Pass. Um, five years. Last five years. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, paranormal Activity, one thousand
2: million.
0: <laughs> oh. um, what was what was the one in space that we talked about not so long ago, Terry?
1: Apollo something.
0: Europa Wasn't it? report. Yeah, the Europa report. Apollo eighteen is another one. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if you challenge me on this and I can't think of the names of the movies, is that you win?
4: Is that <laughs> no? I would just also VHX2. say. Yeah. Troll, it. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, troll hunter.
0: Oh I damn! Natural hunter.
2: I don't. I think that it's but, it's really it's good. It's used really well in certain storylines and other storylines that like I don't know. Yeah, it but dep- out of it depends I, on it.
4: And then how many horror movies came out in the last five years? A thousand. So like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it has to be a. I mean, yeah, you can hate it. But to say that, I don't know, yes, I wanted to argue <laughs> because, like, uh-huh. I don't know, it just seems too cr- crutchy to just be like, oh, it's all, it's overdone, it's, like, but what if it's good? Why, why does it have yeah. to be a bad thing, you know? Like, yeah,
2: if it's done well, then it can be awesome.
4: Why does it have to be, it doesn't even have to be a, a niche thing. It's like, this is just another way to tell stories. It's cool. You know, like, I don't know. I I wasn't prepared to argue for <laughs>
3: pro-found footage. But,
1: uh, just a minute, I'll look them all up on Netflix, and I'll give you guys a list. Damn it, John, that's not what I'm saying.
4: I'm just saying, can't we be happy if people make movies? Yeah yeah
0: i know i i know what you're
3: saying
0: i'm not
4: picking on you and i agree with you yeah I, and it's again so like you see to call out the latest trends so what so if it's well yeah and I why agree do you gotta you be a snobby like, and be like oh i'm not really into that anymore that's so 2000 whatever like if it's a fucking movie just sh- shut up and enjoy it
0: Well, I know, I mean, because I just got done also saying earlier that, you know, I miss the movies of the 80s where...
4: They do the same thing over and over again because it was awesome. Exactly,
0: exactly. I love every single one of those, like, every single one of those slasher movies from the 80s.
4: And that's Um, the genre. Um, but But it's the
0: exact same thing that's going on today. It's... You know, we're getting tons of ghost stories and possession and possession
4: stories. Yeah, and I'm fucking sick of it. I'm just kidding. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know, so I mean, there's two. There's two in theaters right now. You got Annabelle and and Ouija, and I get and I get tired of listening to, you know horror fans freak out I was like oh another I'm just like let's be happy that just there's horror yeah, movies in theaters for trying out cuz right? there's been droughts of that and actually I feel like we're we're still in a drought of horror movies in theaters because Halloween came and went and there was what two
4: I saw it came back
0: Oh yeah you had that which is which is cool and I'm bummed I didn't get a chance to go experience that again in a theater but but, yeah, let's but be happy. Star-
4: there's an ex- there's a reason that the mainstream public is watching horror movies, so and they're they're into it right now. Great, whatever gets them into it.
0: And the kids that are our, that were our age back when those slashers were coming are coming out
4: that shit up.
0: Yeah. Twenty years from now, all the, all of these, all the paranormal activities, all the um, all the James Wan films are going to be like cult classics.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Weird.
0: So I I agree with you. So I'm
4: just saying, let's let's talk about the good things. Let's, all, right, let's all be all right. Let's be pro-love. All right, we'll <laughs> say something. Not pro-hate. Well, Such a
0: hippie, Jason. Gosh. Now, right. now, you're to sound like it, now you're starting to sound like another cult. Guys,
4: let's just hug it out.
1: Let's <laughs> hug it out, guys. <laughs> I'm not drinking your Kool-Aid, man. That's oh, all I'm going to say. <laughs> man, I got it right here. I'll give you the hug. I'll give you that, but I won't drink your Kool-Aid. Not right. what you said
4: last night. Hey-o. Oh. That was wrong. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, it was the night before last. <laughs> well, then Jason
4: say
0: something. <laughs> say, say something good then, instead of just pick on me. Um, I uh, I
4: thought it, I thought it looked fucking amazing. Um, like it, uh, quality-wise of you know cinematography, the color, the sharpness. You know, it was shot really well on a good camera maybe maybe i got used to watching vhs or something and you know if anything looks my camera phone looks better than vhs um but i don't know i was just really into it i thought it yeah from from i i did my best to forget everything i would heard when i started the movie and i and i kind of did because when it you know because i was just into it i'm like oh what the fuck's gonna happen now and they're like oh this is neat what and you know and I remember somebody like Dustin saying, oh, it's not a horror movie. So Yeah, like,
2: I remembered that too.
4: So I didn't really... I, I I, was like, maybe this isn't even a horror movie. So I didn't watch it like a horror movie. I was just watching it like a normal drama story. So I was like way uh-huh. in it. Yeah. Yet it was creepy as shit. But, but I wasn't like... I don't know. I wasn't like letting myself get super creeped out. Because I didn't think it was going to be... Horror, like I don't know, but uh, but I, I really 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 liked the the vice guy with the beard. I thought um, his performance was amazing, and the camera oh, guy is. too. And AJ Bowen. Yeah, he was which great. One,
0: which one was AJ, the camera guy?
2: Bearded guy.
3: Bearded,
0: Bearded guy? guy. The main guy. guy.
2: Whatever. You
0: just is. like him because of his beard, Jason.
4: Well, that, I mean that's props big time. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> makes anything better. But uh. <laughs> And, but yeah, I like totally forgot, you know, like it was, like I didn't think about it. And, but then when he's like, uh, let's get the fucking Kool-Aid going, I'm like, holy shit, what? <laughs> Already? You're giving spoilers. up.
2: Spoilers.
4: Like- yeah, yeah, spoilers. Sorry, John. Oh. <laughs> but he knows, Jim, That's what okay. he said. He knows.
2: You pray- I- yeah.
4: It's pretty I awesome. forgot, you know, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. So yeah. I was shitting my pants. I'm like, holy oh, shit. <laughs> and then it turned into definitely, uh it's a real horror movie from that point yeah. just the the intensity and the mm-hmm. uh i don't know what's how this is gonna ha- end up are they gonna get out or are they gonna all get drink the stuff or what so yeah i was really into it and couldn't blink too much and it looked great and it, and like you said the score you mentioned that to me earlier before the podcast but
0: yeah, the score I freaking loved it. I was hooked. Like I had a creepy vibe about the film um, from the moment it started. Like when you're seeing all that text at the beginning, wow. mm-hmm. and it had a very Carpenter-esque type score to it. Like mm-hmm. it sounded like something out of like Escape from New York or or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And and it already just kind of it kind of gave me a creepy vibe. I loved the score in this movie. I thought it was so well done.
1: And I think it was Tyler Bates, I think, was the one that done the score, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah, I think it, I think it's Tyler Bates, and he's the one that did the score for the two Rob Zombie's Halloweens, and oh, he's, done, awesome. he's, done, oh, okay. he's done lots of stuff. He did uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy, he did the score for it. Um, oh, nice. I
4: awesome. can't think
1: of everything he's done, but um, he's done some good stuff. Cool, okay. Yeah, well, you did a good job on this one, too. and. Um,
0: yeah and so uh, what Ty West is, is, is really good at is, is the build up is the slow build up. because um, sometimes that can be done very badly where you're just you just kind of get bored with it. And I, but he does a really good job of, of, of the slow build up of building this, building up to like the big the big thing mm-hmm. in the third act. The, my issue with some Tai West stuff is that the the uh, the third act wasn't enough punch for the for the first two acts of build-up. But this time it was so like, a straight
4: ramp up the whole way. Boom!
0: World. Yeah, it just it ramped and ramped and ramped, and then it delivered on the uh, on the goods there. Uh-huh.
3: So for sure.
0: <laughs> and but that's and that's the thing though. With his movies, that I don't consider those those ramps a slow burn. I mean, it's not boring because he he's he's really getting you into his characters. Like the one of the movies of his that I don't like is Innkeepers. You know, but those those first those first couple acts of the movies, I got really invested in those characters and stuff. I just felt like everything that we build up to wasn't delivered in the third act. That's just how I felt. Um, by the end of that end of that movie, this one totally delivers on the goods. Now, it was also produced. Did you guys notice it was produced by Eli Roth? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if there was a little bit of collaboration there, because like Eli Roth is all about delivering goods.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I wonder if there was a little bit of collaboration of like Ty West's style of this of this slow buildup. And then Eli Ross just over-the-top
4: execution. Maybe I don't know. Man, I loved it. It was like because I didn't think it was a horror movie, like it stayed pretty normal, you know, right up until the night night when that kid shows up <laughs> and it's like finally yeah. breaks.
2: Exactly. Yeah,
4: finally it seems breaks.
2: Completely normal until that point. And, and you're like, like Who yeah, and fuck?
4: after the interview and the stuff, <laughs> you're like. Okay, well, maybe it's not going to go that way. You know, like, maybe... And then, holy shit, man. It's just,
2: it's just like, it's, like, long... <laughs> Start like, to believe it. There's a lot of normal, and then just... There's one thing that's just slightly unsettling, and, and you just get this inkling, you know, like... this uh-huh. Something's not right. What the, what the fuck is going on? Like, but then <laughs> they make you think it's normal again. And they just keep drawing you back in, you know? It's just, like, the slightest little thing, like the way someone reacts to something you say like one of my favorite characters was the sister
4: yeah 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 she did Me such too. a
2: good job
4: oh, she, she, did, was, she she didn't give a- you any tells either
2: there were a few times like the like the look <coughs> on her face or like yeah. the way she reacted to a few things and yeah. i was like uh
3: oh
4: what, man
0: what was great about her character is your first inclin... you know your first um clue that something's not quite right is when they first get there and there's like these armed guards yeah and they're just so defensive about everything you know you know turn that camera off you know and like you know who are these guys there's only supposed to be one of you and all this all this and that and the other thing and and it's like these guys are gonna get shot in the face these guys (laughs) are gonna get straight up shot in the face what is going on 10
4: minutes in and they're People get shot in the face.
0: And so and they get in the truck and they go and they get there and then you're thinking like there's, there's gonna be like cannibals with machine guns on the other side <laughs> of this fence and they're just gonna mow them down and have dinner. I mean that's that's what's gonna happen. Wasn't well, yeah. And then when they get inside they're they're greeted by the sister who's just who's normal. And it's all lovey-dovey, and everything's great. and This is the oh. greatest place on earth, and you're just and yes, you, that's exactly what I did. I breathed a sigh of relief. So I think this oh, okay. movie, this movie, I like it. Um, also, like the hostile movies, like that Eli Roth did, because those those movies tap into a fear of mine of of traveling somewhere and being just being in this foreign foreign world that i'm not accustomed to and not knowing the rules and being stuck in a situation knowing knowing like i could be killed and there's no remorse for this there's no legal precedence for for my my death you know it's just like i feel pretty safe in america because i know like, you know, that there are consequences except for somebody Detroit. coming up and stabbing me in the eye, you know, except for in Detroit. That's why I don't go to Detroit. But, you know, going to some, like, foreign land that I'm not familiar with and, yeah. like, being stuck in a weird situation, that's
4: terrifying to me. As as I was watching it, I wondered if you thought, like, I mean, this movie is 100% not like Cannibal Holocaust, but, like... <laughs> no, just, but... But did you have that little feeling of, like... Well, fuck, man. What's going to come running out of the trees? They're like, exactly, what? Exactly, yeah. know? they're <laughs> fucked here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there, too. I was doing some <laughs> <laughs> comparisons to Cannibal Holocaust while watching it. Absolutely. For those out there listening, this movie's nothing like Cannibal nothing Holocaust. All like
4: <laughs> but maybe some of the vibe. I don't know. Just... It's like Cannibal Holocaust with far less eating. <laughs> That's true.
0: Because <laughs> you know, Campbell Holocaust is docu is uh, is uh, found footage style.
4: Yeah, they're doing it forever. It's not a new trend. What? Score for Jason.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about, boys. How
4: about how about uh, like so? Shit goes crazy after the party, and like they're back in their cabin every time. It was every time it like faded out and they were kind of going to sleep. I was just, I said, maybe even out loud, I'm just like, just be fucking morning when this comes back on. Yes. You know, every time it would fade out, it'd be like, I would just be like, please just let it be morning so they can go. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want anymore. I just want to go. And then fucking fade up and it'd still be night and more shit would go on and,
1: oh, fuck. Well, and then they say like the it pop on that when it go black and then it come back on it show like a time or something on the screen. Yeah, would say like yeah. nine thirty or something. Not early enough. Yeah.
4: That's that's too <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I definitely got to. I, I the weekend will not completely go by without me watching the rest of it. I've yeah, got to find you out definitely what happens. Need to finish it. For you sure.
0: totally, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry if there's if there's any spoilers. I don't know where you stopped at,
2: but. Yeah. So. Oh, man. He stops pretty much just
1: before shit goes down.
2: Oh, John. And
1: oh. I've got Netflix so I can watch it.
4: Anytime. <laughs> It'll be right where you left off when you go back. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, the that's cool part, too, right right John. right where you yeah. stopped. Awesome. <laughs> How about you guys? Did you. Did you. Was the interview like the most uncomfortable thing ever? Oh, yeah. Like it was awesome because you were learning? I. But- but it was like, are you uneasy as hell, too? Or just waiting?
2: Like, people that are very obviously manipulative, like, you can just tell. Like, he's so good at evading the questions uh-huh. and turning it around. And steering it, it. Yeah. yeah. People that are so good at that creep me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are the worst people. Like
4: hypnotists. You just, you're just you afraid mm-hmm. to hang out with them.
2: Yes. Uh mm-hmm. Creepy. <laughs>
4: He said P. I did say P. P. Not
0: just
1: any kind of P, but Cree P.
2: Cree P. Well,
1: I, th- I think the guy, the guy even says he only a- he only asks like he thinks he only asked like a quarter of the questions, and he said <laughs> yeah. he said and I don't I don't think any of them even actually got answered. Yep.
0: Yep. Oh man. Well, okay, I have to ask though because I my TV that I watched it on sucks. And my eyes—they suck. What well, was on the little girl's note? That that. Oh that my god! You didn't see uh, that? No, but what's great about it is, it's like I didn't have to.
4: Yeah, the music let you know.
0: Yeah, well, the music and their reactions, and it's just like, and you, and the whole time I'm waiting, I'm like, okay, when something, when something gonna hit the fan here? You know, uh-huh. what? But what did the note say? I gotta know. Does anybody remember?
2: It said uh, please,
0: please help, help us. us. Yeah. Okay, oh, what's cool is that uh, how simplistic is that? But yet,
2: yeah, like, I was, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is this gonna say?" Like, <laughs>
4: uh huh. Uh huh. Like shit. Isn't I don't. As it I was thinking.
2: I was thinking something else. Like it was gonna say something else. I can't remember what I was thinking at the moment. Like, oh god, it's gonna say this. It's gonna say this, but I can I can't remember. Please it turned pick. out way different. Than I thought
0: I They're all robots. <laughs> Please pick up a quarter of milk at
4: the corner store. You have oh a, my god It would just All be right. a
2: note that says you have a booger Hanging out your nose <laughs> 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 Then close up like Blair Witch
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry anyway
4: No I just thought of the worst scene in the whole movie That I don't want to say for John but Does it involve with, uh, the, Brother and sisterly love? No Wait, wait, what? What version yeah. did you watch? Yeah. What, like, I think you watched the Triple X version. No, oh, you're saying at the not end.
2: like that. No, I
4: thought the scene before that was worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be bad. With the well, mom <laughs> and the
4: daughter.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, that right? was intense.
4: That was oh, awful. Oh, my
0: God. Earmuffs, I thought, John. Earmuffs. Oh, <laughs> uh, you no.
4: Know. I'm not saying anymore, and we shouldn't. <laughs> no, but... I thought the scene between the brother and sister was more terrifying to me. It was fucked, because it didn't end, either. Yeah, it like, like, it
2: was drawn the fuck out. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I, uh, bleh, can't watch. Oh,
0: and how cool, how cool, effects-wise, was her demise? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Hey, shh. <laughs> what happened to her? I don't know how to spin it. Yeah, uh, let's not, not talk, let's...
4: Th- Yes, but it was
0: cool. It's hard. Yeah, I I, I want to talk about it because that looked really good. You've seen those kind of those kind of gags before, and you know it's like ah, but that looked freaking real, man.
2: Yeah, it
4: did. Yeah, how all those bunnies ran up to her and snuggled her
0: exactly. (laughs) And it happened quick. Like I did not anticipate Uh it just going down that fast. It's like one minute she's she's doing this, and the next minute it's just
4: whoa. Well, yeah, all the way that everyone who does get it gets it is pretty fucking badass. Whoever yeah. they are, <laughs> it was good, guys. I really liked it.
2: I did too. I was I was surprised. Like, yeah. I had pretty low expectations, so I think
4: that helped. Thanks to Dustin, who we should be on. He's probably the one who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like it. Dustin
3: would be like, yeah, Fortnite, <laughs> "I
4: fucking really hated it." Like wasn't it was horror movie. Halloween four and five and this. <laughs> I hated it. Wait, he wait. I can't. He did say he didn't like it. Oh, I don't know. I just assumed. Well, he would. I don't know that <laughs> he's he a he new Joe. Didn't like it, but he was. He definitely <laughs>
2: said that he didn't think
4: it was a horror movie. Right. Yeah, I know he quote,
0: He was quoted saying that. But I, I, I thought I remember him <laughs> saying he liked it. Yeah, right. I think. He how did.
4: could you not? It was good.
0: But how can you <laughs> not that's a horror?
4: Everybody, movie? go get a free exactly. trial of Netflix right now.
1: Yes, go watch it.
4: <laughs> I approve this message.
0: This episode. <laughs> now, now Jason and I, Terry, Jason and I were um, having a little pre-show confab about this movie. Uh,
3: oh yeah,
0: and and there's a there's there's a few things that uh, just for fun, Jason. So don't get all defensive. <sighs> I
4: still,
0: I still love this movie. Yeah, but um, there's a few things that uh, there's some moments that like I call shenanigans on the found footage thing
4: That's all accounted for. I don't know why you can say that.
0: Is it really? Like who who's running the camera as as careful. everybody in the village is Yeah. Reacting.
4: She does. She, she takes does. It the out. sister. The sister. cuz father
2: tells her to take the camera and film it because he thought it was important. Like he says that to her.
0: Yep. So she's just is, she's just going around getting close up shots of everybody. Um, yeah. Enjoying the festivities, shall we say? Mm-hmm.
2: All right.
0: Yeah, but. I mean one,
2: that's. I mean. Yeah. She's apparently pretty good at filming things.
0: Well,
4: it runs in the family. I mean, they that are, must
0: that must be the case because yeah,
4: she's a great I, cinematographer. I didn't even yeah. think about all the close-ups. close-ups. The, the shot that made me think that was when uh, father was like taking his little victory lap while the party was kind of... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the shot that was like, she's... I mean, it, I guess it makes sense. She followed him around, but it was like a little more cinematic than...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a yeah. few that seemed a bit like a bit of a stretch to me for... But
4: accounted for.
2: ...situational. Yeah, they were accounted well, for. And she's really good
0: at multitasking, because she just immediately goes from all that to what happens... Oh, no, they
4: cut it together later. Yeah. <laughs> she got some b-roll while he was, you know, before he got exactly. up. And and I know you're going to okay.
0: <laughs> I know you're going to here's another thing that they did it didn't bug me but like I want to joke it about did. it. You. No, it, it's okay. I just want to make fun of it. Um um and I I know you're going to say it's so don't get all defensive uh-huh. and saying you know lapse of time and editing and blah 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 but it just it seemed like to me the trip the trip from the helicopter to the camp got shorter and shorter every time the guy was going back and forth
4: well it's editing lapse of time I and mean, it's <laughs> a standard film editing procedure. when they
0: first get there and they go to the they're in the truck the truck, truck ride
4: was like an hour long yeah.
0: forever but yet these oh. guys are these guys are running back and forth from the helicopter back to the camp it it seemed like a well, no but- time flat and I don't tell me editing because those we're things seeing that we're was
4: seeing. happening while the, the other. They the
2: times, like they give you the time and show you how yeah. much time has elapsed. I
4: can't yeah. read. Oh yeah. There's- oh, sh- <laughs> yeah,
2: it was like an hour of them like running slash jogging, out of breath. And like yeah, there was a pretty decent yes. time chunk. That's yeah. true. They notated on there.
4: Watch the notates, Mike, when you watch watching the,
2: no- the footnotes. And then
0: I was trying to argue with Jason too about the the final scene with um, fathers, the, the father and the confrontation with the father when he's got um, beard guy tied up and the other guy runs in, and then the back and forth, cam- and that didn't seem to me that it would have matched with in relations to where the cameras actually were.
4: He was he was holding the camera.
0: Yes, and that's ca- fine. But come on, tell say tell them what you told me though. I so I, I thought that was the best. Of, that I, was the best. Uh,
4: that's um. true. I'm I was def- I'm defending it. But like when the movie was over, I had kind of a big gripe as far as the logistics of this. Again, didn't ruin anything, but the in that final scene there that we were just talking about, the other the the brother's camera is sitting next to father on the stand, right?
0: Oh. And that and that explains how they were getting a shot of, of beard. how a shot of the two of, of beard guys or of uh, the, the, the camera beard guys. guy's
2: name. Can we like actually? DJ Bowen. No, well that's the actor Sam. Sam. His name is Sam.
4: So yeah, there's a cam- Yeah, the Sam the Sam shot in that cabin scene is by the brothers' camera that's sitting on the nightstand right next to the chair that father's in. And that explains that shot, and then the camera guy's holding oh. the camera down by his hip, but that's not, hmm. but the thing is, and what bothered me, is that they didn't take that camera with them.
2: That's what I, w- y- you just, yeah.
4: And so all the footage that the brother took in this movie, and the pictures in the end credits, Well. are all left on the nightstand there in the,
2: yeah. And also, well, yeah. how did the camera get there? Because it was still in the office, wasn't it?
0: Oh, did it end up
2: left on the desk or Did whatever. she
0: did she take it into of the office with her? I don't remember. Yeah,
2: because that's what was okay. filming their their scene.
4: I oh, assume yeah, that's, that's right. I, that, I assume uh, there was enough time right. passed in that, that, that segment. Father went and got it, he it or something. grabbed it. Because Maybe. there was he had time to tie Sam up and stuff and all that.
2: Well, Sam so. had been missing for a while though, so I just yeah. assumed that he had been there for quite a while.
4: So I'm saying, photos. John, when you watch to finish this movie after that scene and they run off look and see if they grab that camera, I don't know. Again, well, it's not you, the end of the world. It's not a
0: No, but that's exactly it and and, and that's that's if I'm gonna have a beef, if Jason will allow me to have a beef about found footage, yes. that's my that's my problem with found footage is that everybody wants to sit around and rationalize, oh, yeah. you know how you know if this was right. supposed to be blah blah blah, then why it is this blue? Yeah. And if it was a straight inherited film, we wouldn't have that freaking we wouldn't have to have these stupid conversations. But but what's great about this movie is that like it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It was absolutely like it's
4: bigger than that. Yeah.
0: Like we were just talking about you know, the what happens between the brother and sister. I again I had spaced it off. It was like, Oh, I watched this scene, but I'm forgetting that I'm watching this scene of found... it's like found yeah. footage material. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching a kick ass scene.
2: Yeah.
0: And so and then again, like, I still debate on when they, uh, when he's confronting the father at the end, and the camera angles are switching back and forth, that logistically it doesn't necessarily match where their cameras are in position. He'd
4: put on a different lens. But, I know, but it's okay.
0: again, it doesn't matter because I would much rather. It's watch, greater
4: than its niche. Yeah,
0: I'd much rather watch a back and forth two shot of actors talking than a super wide shot just because we have to rationalize the camera angle of the camera that they're using through the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather see something a little bit more appeasing and and not as flat and dull and boring. So I don't care. I don't care that if, if some of the stuff doesn't line up. It doesn't matter. The, mo- the movie is good on its own merits. Um it's just I know that there's people out there that do get hung up and let it ruin it for them. Oh yeah, and that's where mm-hmm. I think found footage is 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 a is a harm than good. Hmm. Is that acceptable?
2: <laughs> well, now that we've talked about this movie for an hour, maybe we should move on and then
3: yeah that's
0: fine we can and i'm i'm fine with the taking up a good chunk of the show because like i I think with this topic that's you know and again this is being the one that uh is new and out (laughs) yeah i'm I'm cool with it so what other um movies would you like to talk about terry do you have one in Uh, mind uh yeah, this is okay. I just want to, I just want to state this uh, for the record here, that what I love about Terry is I'll come up with the topic and I'll do a list of films, and You're pulling back
4: the curtain here.
0: I am, um, and I'm calling, and I'm calling some of you other guys out too. Um, I'll put up the list of films and like, can we get a list? I'm like, okay, here's a list of films, and as I'm creating this list, I am really struggling with like picking movies that I know. Um, you guys have seen because I know nobody's going to do the research to watch any goddamn movies before the episode airs, but Terry does
2: well i, I there there's so many movies to watch, and I want to watch <laughs> as many as I can We're well, not
4: you who've seen them all already five times yeah,
2: <laughs> Ooh, I thought of one that I want to talk about okay if we're i'll stick to Colts for the moment, okay um. I want to talk about how awesome Red State is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. Right. Um, um, everybody. Well, I'll yeah. let you get into it in a minute. But I just want a roundtable opinion: horror movie or not, Terry?
2: Uh, horror comedy, sort of satire. Comedy? It is a bit. It's kind of. It's like a whole. It's a satire. Basically.
4: Well, it's that, but is it a horror movie?
2: Uh, yes or no? Yes.
0: <laughs> John John, <laughs> is Red State a horror movie?
1: I couldn't tell you. I didn't get a chance to watch that one. No. Okay. Chase, it wasn't it wasn't on Netflix. Yeah, it was I know. it was you know what sucks is that it used to be on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. It was it was available to to rent the DVD, but it wasn't for streaming. It wasn't available. Yeah. Jason,
4: I'm gonna go with horror movie.
0: Good, good. Cause that's the right answer. Okay. Oh. Now, now Terry, what uh, what were you about to say about Red State?
2: Um, other than it's awesome, uh, I think I find this similarly with like the Sacrament, where that was more of a religiously like more Jesusy sort of a cult. Scenario, so is this mm-hmm. one. I think that's way more scary <laughs> than the other Satanic stuff. Um, oh, because yeah. it seems more, I don't know, plausible. Because like, these things actually happen. We're dealing with those
4: oh. weirdos every day. We're not.
2: Yeah. More. Um, they happen more in real life. But this, it's kind of, it's like a satire. It's kind of poking fun at the Westboro Baptist Church, basically. It's kind of a play on that. Mm-hmm. But like to the extreme.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't,
2: I mean, and it's Kevin Smith, which is, it's definitely kind of a different play out of his playbook than what we've seen before which was really refreshing, and I loved it. And he needs yeah, to so do all horror movies from now on.
0: I think he is. I mean, well, Tusk is a wh- no. horror film. What? He's,
2: he's still doing, like, Clerks 3 and
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's stuff. true.
2: But he's doing Tusk, too, so I'm way excited for that after seeing this movie.
0: Yeah, Tusk. And then he's been in production on a movie called Joker Hosers, which sounds more like it's a comedy, but things that I've heard about it, I think... If it does have comedy, it does have horror as well, so...
2: Really? I thought that was going to be straight up, like, a Clerks movie.
0: That's what my first impression was, but I... um, I I don't know if you saw, like, Kevin Smith had recently shaved off his beard for the first time, like, ever. Yeah. And he did it because he was playing... Um, he was playing the monsters, the creatures, in yogurt Hosers. so... There's still some horror element in it. It's obviously at some point. Oh snap! Yeah, I mean I don't know enough about it to say, but I also you know I've heard of some other other scripts that he's done that he's trying to get off the ground that are that are horror films. So that's
2: awesome. Yeah. Um. I, someone else should give the synopsis or something. Do it, Mike.
0: Alright, so there's these kids. It starts off with these these group of kids that um, find out about this, like, website or, well, not a website. Um, but on basically online, they find this woman that will, well, you know. Do them. Do them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it. And, uh, so they go out in the middle of nowhere to this trailer to do it. And this, this to me was the most effed up part of the whole situation. She talks them into kind of doing of like a you know, like a guy on guy kind of thing. Ooh, but, but not really. I mean, they but they start stripping down and stuff, and then that's when they get drugged and they wake up in freaking animal cages in this church, and they're being um, they're being killed off. By this crazy church, these, like, fanatics, because these kids are gay. But I'm like, the woman kind of forced them into the gay scenario. They weren't gay. They were going there to do a girl. Right. But but, but because of these guys were apparently gay and immoral, now they're being sacrificed to this church. And that whole first act of them being... In those cages, and then what happens to them with the yeah. plastic wrap and all that? And I'm like, it felt like an Eli Roth movie. Like it, this was very, this was very hostile without all the excessive gore and boobs. Yeah. So and, boring. Nah. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. I think you're right. No, actually, it was awesome. Like all the all the uh, the creepiness of of. Of what I like about Hostel and everything um, was really in that first act. But what's what's nuts is that this movie jumps like storyline twenty times throughout the movie
4: because yeah, yeah it does. that was my biggest problem with it. So we had these lead characters for the first act, and then they weren't our lead characters anymore. Yeah,
0: they were, and they were almost killed off by, except for one. Right, one of them, one of them was make, one of them made it. Um, He was like hiding out for like the longest time, and then the cops show up, and it turns on, turns to be like a Waco-style standoff between the church and the uh, the the uh, the police
2: with John fucking Goodman.
0: With John flipping Goodman, who either who is obviously getting rather old because those scenes when he's kind of rushing around stuff, he's not moving too well. Yeah, (laughs) but they
2: still badass.
0: Oh, and Kevin Pollock, let's not forget about yeah, yeah. his appearance yeah. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because you did not see what happens to him come out that just happened out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. That's, and like that's one of those oh fuck moments that you're like, What
0: and that's what's so great about it, because you instantly see him, oh there's Kevin Pollock, awesome. And then wait a minute, Kevin Pollock's gone now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spoilers, sorry.
0: No, he 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 went to go get donuts. So <laughs> Yeah. So, the, so the one one kid's kind of sneaking around, trying to get out. Um, you know, it turns into a all-out um, gun standoff. Uh, guns a-blazing. Tr- people in the church are firing at the cops. Cops are firing at the church. Um, this one girl, uh, daughter of one of the members of the church, tries to help the kid escape. And then it switches storylines again because now it's focused on John Goodman and his crew. Um, and, and uh, no one's getting out alive I'll just put it that so that's Red State
4: next yeah but the thing about Red State that I love so much is the Kevin Smith part of it where again I without too spoilery like you're in it you're like this is all fucked this is a crazy universe unlike anything he's ever done before yeah and uh, but you're like it's still Kevin Smith, and then there's like this part near the end where it starts going to this other direction of like there's no possible way. It's, you've you've kept us in this universe for so this whole movie, and oh. now you're gonna you're gonna change yeah. gears that would turn it into like another completely different movie universe, and and Are you I, talking
0: about the ending?
4: I guess. I just when you hear the bells. Yeah.
0: So, so what you're saying from this this universe to something a bit more supernatural is that something to more
4: dogma like something yeah. more, yeah. yeah, yeah, where like yeah, where it was going to turn into definitely not reality after spending an hour and a half in reality,
3: right? Depends
4: As just, on your
0: religious beliefs, if that's and
4: right. yeah, but um, I was when I heard. The bells, because they set up, they set this up so through the whole movie, and like when I heard those bells, I mean, I fucking shit right into my pants. It was (laughs) disgusting.
0: Yeah, I know, I smelt it. It
4: Yeah, but like it was the, I don't know, it was, I can't say too much, but it was just like that moment of like, yeah, almost turning a 180, but then not, but then making me think that it was going to go that way was bigger than anything that could have actually happened to... Yeah. It really, I don't know, drove so it home. You, awesome.
0: So did you... Lo- okay,
4: awesome, right? Oh, did, fucking right, awesome. Okay. That, was, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. It was making me think the movie was going to do a 180.
0: Now, would you have been pissed off if that 180 happened and it was the
4: 180? No, that? no. I wouldn't have bothered me. I, I was... I was it wouldn't have hurt anything, I don't think.
0: Because that that was the...
4: My understanding
0: is that how There's it, was, it was supposed to be originally how it ended, yeah.
4: Yeah, because then I would have been like, oh, well, this is Kevin Smith, so he can kind of do what he wants, and we never really took him seriously as a horror director anyway, so why not <laughs> Why not fuck it all up? Yeah. yeah. Do this crazy thing that doesn't belong in a horror movie. But, okay. <laughs> exactly. But well, even, you know- even like, making us think it was more than anyone's ever done. You know, like, to think something like that could actually happen in a—I don't know—it was great. Yeah, it was
0: awesome. yeah I, I was blown blown away by that moment too, and I'm thinking he's really going there with this. What the hell, you know? And then, it's and then when it, when you're yeah. It for the first oh time, yeah.
3: You're like,
0: uh huh.
3: What the
2: fuck
0: is happening?
2: Uh <laughs> One of the reasons, like, another reason that I'm super excited for Tusk is because not only is it Kevin Smith, but it's Kevin Smith and Michael Parks again.
4: Again. Again. Because Michael
2: Parks is so fucking good in this movie. (laughs)
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I can watch
2: him talk forever and just cower in the corner at how fucking creepy he is.
0: Okay. Okay. Creepy (laughs) religious cult leaders... Um, who was better, Michael Parks or the guy from the sacrament?
2: Michael Parks. Oh
4: Michael Parks.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a dumb question, sorry. <laughs> I retract it. Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna quit the show now. I feel stupid for even asking that. I'm gonna I have to quit the show now. But his
2: whole like little soliloquy that he does to his congregation is just and it's really long. Like, uh-huh. and that was just all him. Like, <clears throat> I think it was just like one continuous filming, too.
4: Yeah, the... might have been, yeah.
2: Holy shit, balls.
0: Can I ask a, can I ask a question? Does anybody know where Michael Parks came from? Because he's obviously one of those actors that directors like Kevin Smith or, or hey. Quentin Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez. Have yeah. brought into their films because they love him from this that he's done. I don't, but I don't know his history. Everything I've seen him in that these guys, these these directors, these the modern directors have introduced me to with him, I'm like this guy is awesome. He's a genius. I don't know where he comes from though. Anybody know? Anybody know what he's done in the past? That-
2: I mean, first thing I really remember him from was probably Kill Bill. Or well, he was in From Dust Till Dawn too, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: yeah, but that yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He came from something before From Dust Till Dawn,
2: right? Like, yeah, I don't like, know.
0: Quentin and Robert Rodriguez brought him on board from Dust Till Dawn because they loved Michael Parks from Such and Such.
2: He's been doing shit forever. I'm looking. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like his first roles were in TV shows back in the '60s. Like he's been trucking for a while. I don't know if he was a kid. Back then he had to have been pretty young. I mean I don't know. Mostly TV for most of his career.
0: But yeah, he's awesome because you know, talking about from Dust Till Dawn, that moment. Honestly, it's so that that speech he gives at the counter, it's kinda really insignificant to the whole film, but it steals the show really. Yeah. Yeah. And if yep. you were if you were to compare Michael Parks in From Dust Till Dawn to Michael Parks in Red State, I don't I don't <laughs> think you would realize it was the same actor.
2: Yeah.
0: And those are the actors I appreciate too. That you you could could totally lose the actor in the performance.
4: Well, then you got to be pumped for Tusk because he looks like a madman in that.
0: I am, and I'm really bummed that I didn't go in the theater and see it. You should be. I am.
4: <coughs> you should be.
0: I am. <laughs>
2: Cute. What's
0: What's also great about Red State? It's obviously on a lower budget, um, but I still think I think okay, I think it's <laughs> I think it's Kevin Smith's best looking film hmm. from a cinematic standpoint, like from a director of photography standpoint. I think uh-huh. it's his best-looking film. It does kind of wear its budget on its sleeve a bit at times, um, but I think that I think that is a benefit to the film and not a hindrance. I think its lower budget make uh, makes the movie just seem a, a lot more grittier and real, and and, uh, and yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh.
2: May I interject? I just had an epiphany, and I can't believe I forgot this. But I'm thinking maybe they liked Michael Parks from his role in Twin Peaks. Because uh. <laughs> he w- he played kind of a be- he played kind of a villain in that. I completely forgot. I was so excited when I was watching through Twin Peaks. I'm like, oh, fucking Michael Parks! Like I wouldn't have known who he was if I watched it when it first came out. But now I'm like, holy shit! Um, but maybe that's because that was in early '90s. Yeah.
0: yeah, that would make sense. I mean, that's that's why we hired Chris Mulkey
4: to be in Collapse. Yeah. Was it really? No. no. <laughs> Like, neither of us have seen that show at all. Yeah.
2: You guys are fucking stupid.
4: Oh, You're,
2: they're revamping it, so now you need to watch it. It's all on fucking Netflix. Are
1: you, are you uh, excited? Right. <laughs> Here you go, John. I'll be checking on that later tonight.
4: Yeah. Are you excited about the new series, Terry? Yes. She's got a little lady boner about it, can't you tell? Apparently.
2: Well, I, I watched Twin Peaks for the first time, like, within the past year. And I loved it. And so it's pretty exciting for me that I don't have to wait 20 years <laughs> to watch. More, <laughs> whereas everyone else does. And it's so cool because in the show, like, in toward the end they're talking about how they'll see you again in 20 years. And now they're bringing it back 20 years later.
1: I don't know. So. Is it supposed to be like sequels to the original series, or is it like a whole, like a redoing of it?
2: It's like a continuation.
1: Continuation.
2: It's like the actual, or at least a lot of the characters. I don't know who all is coming back, but it's them like 20 years down the road.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. Sometimes when they revisit stuff that many years later, it doesn't always pan out. All I gotta say is Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, and I think
4: you have your answer. It wasn't that bad? It, wasn't,
2: it was still pretty fucking oh
4: entertaining. Oh my god! No, I'm just—I I'm just, I'm just, know.
0: <laughs> no, actually, I'm—I'm I'm just kidding. I didn't think it was that bad either. Um, no, because what actually I think is awesome about the whole Twin Peaks thing is that it's not on network network television this time. It's going to be on like what Showtime, right? Oh, HBO. Yeah, it's gonna be One of those two.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
0: out. like. You know, David Lynch can get even more effed up if he wants to than he exactly. did originally. So there's oh, nothing man. holding him back this time, so that's cool.
2: I, I can't even imagine how crazy it's going to get, because the first, like, the gap between the first and second season, like, when they found out they were cancelled after the second season, he just went fucking insane. <laughs> that second season, like, there's... You can definitely tell that he knew, and he just went fucking nutso.
4: To see
1: what I can get away with, kind
2: of. Yeah, but it was awesome. It's like, give me more of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you think there was always plans to do the the Fire Walk With Me, the theatrical movie, even before, or do you think it was because it got canceled that they decided to do that?
2: Probably because... I haven't actually seen that. The, <laughs> the boom boom. Yeah. So that's, so that's something I need to catch up with before... The next one comes, but it's yeah, probably because it got canceled.
4: Oh! <laughs> but uh, the real question is: is it? Did Chris Mulkey survive? Is he like gonna be?
2: I'm not gonna. Uh-huh. I'm
4: not telling you. I wish you could have met him.
2: He's cool. Uh, yeah. Now he's I don't know, he's in like all these really awesome big screen movies now, like The Purge and Captain Phillips and shit.
4: And shit and stuff.
2: And stuff and things. This guy. <laughs> he was really good in Captain Phillips. Yeah, he was. He was he? awesome. Mm-hmm. So funny and great. And, and that Star. collapse movie. Yeah, it's was
0: pretty good. He's, He's like, awesome in that movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think Spillable it's...
4: Amazon. Uh, just... Amazon.
0: And then I think his performance in Collapse is due to the directors. That's probably what <laughs>
2: I don't know. I heard they were kind of douches.
4: Hey. (laughs) I heard that too. I was going to say, I agree with that. I don't know what you're getting up in
0: arms about. What are we talking about? So, Red State. Awesome. Is awesome. Yeah. Anything else anybody want to say about Red State? I
4: just, yeah. I just had a hard, hard time with falling in with characters and then losing them. I just didn't like it. I had a hard time with it. Made me almost not like the movie.
2: I really loved the um, the girl's character. Whatever. Oh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember the character. The younger girl that's in the cult. Yeah. Um,
0: the one that tries to help the boy escape?
2: Yes.
4: She I'm did a really good job. sad of a scene. Fuck. But
2: trivia, the only other thing I've ever seen her in, I think, prior to that, she was like the main character in the final season of Scrubs. Oh, I don't know if you've ever watched that. Yep. Where they go to like the I medical just... school, and she's like the Zach Braff version character.
0: Mm, I never saw the final season, but I used to be a huge Scrubs it's on Netflix oh, subscriber. So the final <laughs> season isn't
2: bad. I mean, it's different, but yeah, she's like the main character.
0: But that was the fun. Fi- the final season of that is when it jumped ship to a different network, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, and and I only I only really got into Scrubs when it went into syndication. So when it was when it was um so I saw all the all the the older episodes first and just yeah, never bothered so watching I. the new stuff. So oh, it's
2: such an awesome
0: It was an awesome show. Yeah, Turk. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I What's the doctor's
0: always, name? What's Dr. the, the asshole doctor's? Ah, oh, he's my hero.
2: I love him.
0: I want to grow up and be just like Dr. Cox.
2: <laughs> but anyway, I digress.
0: I purposely just force myself to be bitter every day so I could be more like
4: Dr. Cox.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Red State,
4: watch it, John. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay.
4: John yeah. yeah. hasn't seen it, John. Okay.
2: <laughs> let's let's pick something that John has seen.
4: Yeah, so John. He can
2: talk. Yeah, what do you want John? to
0: talk about, John? What yeah. cult movie do you want to talk about, John? Well, it doesn't have or porn witch. or
4: children in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I could talk about something that don't have that in it.
2: For a second, I thought you said porn or children, so I'm yeah. glad that I figured it out.
1: I'm glad that you figured it out, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that
4: applies to you, John. Uh, and I'm glad
0: you reiterated it too in
1: case people at home accidentally heard Yeah, <laughs> just in case <laughs> yeah. that, that wouldn't be good, I don't think but Humble. <laughs> We might get
4: shut down um, Let's see Or whatever you want, John I'm just kidding, just pick. It. Okay
1: So many choices um, Got I got one here that I, I don't think was on our list that I'd like to bring up though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that cool? Uh, yeah. and then, then I'll, later on, I might talk about children and corn if you want me to. Um, <laughs> that, uh, Can how we about... just
0: slice in like one of the conversations from one of the past episodes? <laughs> yeah. I think you, it's could. The cover. you could, <laughs> <not> you could. <laughs>
3: I'm,
0: I'm sorry, John, I keep
1: interrupting you. Please no, that's fine. Uh, how about let's t- let me bring up the uh, '70s TV miniseries *Helter Skelter*. Oh, okay. Uh, the good. One with Steve, That's a good. The one with Steve Railsback who Steve played, Railsback. Yeah. yeah, played Charles Manson, and he did a excellent job, in my opinion. He did. I mean, he, he was crazier than hell. He, I mean, uh, the whole cast did an excellent job on this, and it, and it's funny that it was not it was just a TV miniseries. I mean, it was just, I think like a two night, maybe thing that they had split it up, I think over two, maybe three nights. Uh, It's, it's freaky. I mean, it's based off of the Manson murders. It is, I mean, starts off um, with the, with an actor playing um, Vincent. I think his name's, is it Buglioso? However you pronounce his last name that uh that actually wrote the book who was the actual I think prosecuting attorney on the case starts off with the actor of him kind of coming out of the courthouse and and standing out there and he kind of does a brief little overview of what the film you're about to see and all this and and then uh it kind of starts off with with the uh the maid being dropped off at a house and and she comes, after she's dropped off and she goes inside, she comes running out screaming, and and then it goes from there, and they just kind of follow each one of the murders, um, the Sharon Tate murders, the, uh, and there was another another couple that were killed down the road, um, I can't remember off the top of my head what their names were, but there was just the different murders, and it follows, kind of goes back to, kind of does some flashbacks here and there, and then after the the uh, the ones the ones that were finally um, indicted on the murders or whatever, it kind of follows them as they're they're incarcerated and 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 they kind of and the whole Charles Manson part is just crazy. I mean, he you know they never was able to get him with any of the murders because. He got other people to do it, so he didn't really do it, but he was the, a conspirator in it. But he, 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 the thing was, you know, he was crazy, but he he wasn't stupid. You know, that's the whole thing about it that makes it so scary was was he was he he knew how to do it and not get although he did get get caught, he didn't get caught for the murders because he wasn't stupid enough to do that, and. And uh, but it's a really good. If nobody's ever seen it, it's on. It's available on DVD through Warner Brothers. It's it's a very good movie uh, miniseries. I think you can. Um, I think you can catch it on. Uh, I don't know if you can catch it on YouTube or not. I don't know about Netflix. I'm new to Netflix, of course, but I <laughs> but I can search for it for you. But um, but yeah, it's it's avail- It is available on DVD. You can find it. It's very good. I mean, it's so long to go through every bit of it and it's and for a TV s- mini series it actually was I mean kind of graphic for being it for being on television at that time. This was I want to say I think 76 when this come out. I believe 76, 77 somewhere in there and it was for just to me for that time was it was it was a graphic uh because I mean the case was I mean the murders were were insane. The murders were grisly. I mean, you know, uh, I believe if I'm right, the baby was that Sharon Tate was getting ready to have was actually cut from her. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it was a the, the whole Manson thing was, it was, it was a nasty deal. I mean, it was just, and it, it, it really freaks you out to think that people, you know, people would follow somebody like that, but that, you know, that's a cult, you know, more or less. They, they followed him believing he was whatever he said. That's what they was going to do. And, and they believed that he was, I, I think they believed he was Jesus. Actually, some of them had said that, that he was, that's who they believed he was. But then after, and even the scary thing is that he even had control over them. Even when they were, some of them were on the outside and he was, in jail, he still had control over them somehow, but then after so many years of them being away from him, uh, they kind of started to think otherwise, and I think all of the uh, the two or three girls that were the Linda Kasabian and, um, oh, I can't remember the other one's names, but they, I think they finally got to where, you know, over the years they finally did, uh, didn't believe in him anymore and or what they said but he was he was one crazy sob and i mean and he 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 i've seen him on you know you see him on the television and i've i've this is just what i've heard they say that when he's in prison that while he's been in prison when he's just throughout the year whatever he's doing just his normal thing they said he's he's just he's a model citizen does what he's told, does what he's supposed to do. But they said when any time they ever come in there to do a documentary or do a news thing on him, now they said that's when the old freaky eye comes out and he, you know, he performs for the camera. But they said when the cameras leave, he's back to back to just normal, you know, Charlie, you know. But they said, yeah, boy, he he really puts on for the cameras, but but he just does that all that talk and stuff for them, and then as soon as they leave, he's back to. Yeah, back to good old Charlie, so, but, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in there with him, I don't care if he's putting on for the cameras or not, I wouldn't want to, but it's, it's just, the whole, the whole case was just strange, the way it all played out, and, and I'd say it's probably one of the most popular murder cases, probably on record in the United States, I would say, as far as trials other than, you know, of course now we have the OJ one, but but that's probably one of the most most other other than the OJ one, that's probably the most well known murder trial of all time. But mm-hmm. yes, that that's it's a it's a good if and the the book is long. I've I've never I've got the book, but I've never attempted to read Helder Skelder. But, you know, and then it all falls around, you know, you know, that Charlie believed you know, the Beatles' White Album was talking to him, telling them what to do. You know, the um, Helder Skelter and the um, I think there's a song on there about the piggies or something, and then there's also uh, um, Revolution. That was another song that that he believed the Beatles were they were they were being told to do this stuff and all that and crazy, but
0: uh, yeah, what he was trying, what he would. The whole reason why the murders happened is because Charlie was trying to start up a race war. They were um, yeah trying to blame the murders on um, African Americans and wanted to start up a race war mm-hmm. and and let both races kill each other out. And they hung back in their little community, and then they would rise up to
1: power. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't happen. So <laughs> no, it didn't get too far. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> they pretty much what 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 he tells him what the uh at the ver- well there was even one part in the in the movie which actually happened they i don't know to what extent but they there was one part in the trial where charlie was was uh basically banned from the courtroom because he actually well there was one instance where he jumped at the judge and and then there was another instance where he stood up or or the or the the uh, his followers, the the three girls or whatever, showed uh, somehow got a hold of a newspaper, and what w- wasn't any of them supposed to have any access to that. Somehow one of them got a hold of a newspaper and held it up to the jurors, and of course the jurors are not supposed to see anything while a trial is going on like that. They're not supposed to read papers, watch news, nothing that can su- persuade them or you know sway their vote, sway their decision either way. And they're only supposed to talk to each other. They're not supposed to talk to even talk to anybody while the trial's going on, other than the other jurors. And I guess he held up a newspaper that said something in it about him and the trial or something, and and they had to they had to get him out of there too. But at the very end of the miniseries, he says something, and I don't I don't know if this was actually what was said. Of course, it could have been just something they threw in there. But as he was leading, the bailiff was leading. Manson out of the courtroom. He turned to he he told uh that um Vincent, he, the prosecutor he said told him there was no hard feelings and he said uh and he said but I almost did it, didn't I? I almost pulled it off and he said no Charlie, all you did was kill some people. That's all. <laughs> and he and he walked in, he turned they turned him around, and walked him out. So it was, you know, that's basically all that happened. That's that's what they did. They they killed some people. Nothing ever happened. Nothing ever you know, they never persuaded anybody to start, no war, no nothing. The only war they did was the, the few people that they killed, and and it cost the county some money for the big trial, and and that was about all that really happened from it. But but it but it's a it's a good miniseries. Um, they did they did have I don't know if it was in the nineties. I think it was in the two thousands. They had a and I've never seen it, but they did do a kind of a remake. And it was, I think it was called Helder Skelter 2. Had different people in it, of course. It was a newer version. Never watched it. Um, never really had the desire to watch it. This this one is is a good one, in my opinion, to watch. I mean, and any any of these miniseries, you know, like Salem's Lot. You know, it was in the 70s. Any of this, I don't know, I just, the miniseries in the 70s and, well, even some in the 80s. I, I really like the, the feel of them. And they, of course, this was supposed to happen, this happened in what, 69, I think, maybe, when it actually, when the murders happened, 69. And then the trial lasted for, like, till, through 70, and I think into 71, I think the trial lasted. So, and then, of course, then then they, they all, the three that were that actually did the killings did get the death penalty, but when they were sentenced, the death penalty... The uh, state of California had abolished the death penalty, so they basically it was reduced to life in prison. If I'm right, so. But it's a good it's a good miniseries again, like I've said a hundred times, I guess now. But it is a good miniseries. Watch it if you get a chance. Helder Skelter with Steve Rails back, um, very good. Shows how freaky and crazy he was. So, and he was. And he yes.
0: is. Steve Railsback. But, um, but only, the, only when the cameras are, are on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve Railsback, the only actor I know who has played both um, Ed Gein and Charles Manson. <laughs> mm. You know, you
4: actually he, made me think. Oh, sorry. No, he was great in both. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was just going to. You made me think
2: of another recent horror movie that's actually a cult movie that I completely didn't think about.
5: What's
2: that? Annabelle is a cult movie.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Um, well, and it's I, a cult movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear that there's there's a crazy Charles Manson s cult in in that.
4: Yeah. So, uh-huh. Might be yeah. the actual Charles Manson.
2: Yeah, because they're watching. There's one scene where the woman is watching the TV and it's the news about Charles Manson. Like she's watching like footage from a newscast or something, and. Hmm. It's kind of implying that because then they get attacked by some cult members. Spoiler alert! It's at the beginning, so get over it. But (laughs) 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 but uh, I guess it's kind of implying that maybe they're somehow affiliated with that cult back in because it's set in that time period.
0: Hmm. Awesome. But I
2: won't spoil the rest of it. Just there are cult ties in that movie for sure
0: um I just want to jump back to the sacrament here for a minute because you know, just, just, uh, well I had just thought of something else too because this whole topic of cults and one of the one of the common themes of these movies about cults or just cults in general is that you know the the ability of these like crazy leaders the ability to like brainwash these people into following their nonsense is is unbelievable. It's just crazy. It's fucking now, terrifying. did anybody think at some point um, that maybe the brother in the sacrament—that the brother was gonna end up falling, uh, falling for the cult? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I kind of thought that. Yeah. He had, you know, he had disappeared for a while. Didn't know where he was. And yeah, I thought for sure he was gonna be brainwashed by the time they came back to him.
2: Brainwashing him with sex
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd get me to join a cult for sure yeah. I, I kind of want to start a cult for the same reasons
5: yeah. <laughs> oh, cool we
1: could even call it insane sex yeah
5: <laughs> what do you mean yeah <laughs> That's
4: it. You're out you're out of the cult. You're out of
2: the cult. <laughs>
0: Damn it. Oh, wait a minute. Now the cults all just dudes. Oh, I'll no. just start no. my own cult. <laughs> <laughs> my cult's bigger than your cult. <laughs> my cult can beat up your cult. Okay. Um <laughs> anybody else anybody else seen Skeletor? No. No. Anybody else seen any Charles Manson movies besides Helter Skelter?
4: Yeah, what's that one that took uh, forever to film? It came out <laughs> in a cool, really DVD case.
0: Oh, look at it. I got right here right here on the shelf. Oh,
4: you do. You always do.
0: <laughs> the Manson Family by, um, uh, oh, oh my gosh, uh, Jim Van Jim Van Beaver. I almost forgot his name. Um, Van Beaver. <laughs> Is that Be- the one that's. Not, not V, I'm sorry. Van
1: Beaver. Oh. That's not I gonna put the cool. V on it no uh, what John I was gonna say is that the one that like is supposed to be like um, kind of like uh, like home videos or something or is that or is this one you're you, that you've got something different
0: this is this is a straight up well yeah it's a
1: straight-up narrative film there's no like real
0: footage from mm-hmm. anything yeah uh, but it's got it's got a lot of mock um, mm-hmm.
2: interviews
4: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because we just watched Dumb and Dumber. I'm sorry. <laughs> that
2: was that was perfect. <laughs> Thanks.
4: Anyway, uh, there's a lot of fake
0: um, interviews with the actors playing the the what the Manson family would look like nowadays, through layered throughout the film. But I think that's just because like he it took it literally took him think uh, like, what 10 15 years to make this movie. He like shot half of it ran out of money and then wasn't able to get the rest of it done until, like, years and years later. We do a little bit here and there. I think this is, like, one of the longest film projects in cinema history. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And because of that, there's, like, all these, like, holes that needed to be filled in with these interviews with um, the actors as the Manson family. But yeah Imagine. it's a it's an interesting film film i think like the the issues that the film has ha- has had over the years kind of shows in the movie because there are some blatant holes that are obviously you know the interviews just feel like they're really forced in to kind of fill the gaps um but i i still really i still really like it the guy who plays charles manson in it i have no idea what the guy's name is it's all unknown actors um but he's he was awesome he was freaking crazy and it does focus a lot more and and actually in this one charles manson's kind of more of the background character it's like it, he's he's the plot device of the movie it, it's really about the cult members and their experiences in the cult when it was all about free love and dropping acid and this that and the other thing and then leading up to the murders and then show like graphically graphically showing the murders Um, and then, like, and then the trials and all all that as well. And then there's a, one of the things that also ruins the movie for me a little bit, though, is there's this wraparound. It's, it, the, there's this bookend to the whole movie where, uh, where it's modern day, and these, uh, this, this newscaster is, Putting together the is it has this footage and is putting together these interviews that he has with the Manson family and and doing this documentary on it. And these, these like punk rock Manson followers, skinheads, um, go to the uh, television station the newscaster works at and kills and kills him in the name of Manson. And it's like, that's just, it's dumb and pointless and doesn't need to be there and kind of ruins the movie a little bit. Let's just focus on the whole Manson thing and like, the, all that other stuff is complete nonsense, so.
4: Yep.
2: This makes me think, one time, what we, when we had our, um, in high school when we had our little films that we would make as friends, we did a, uh, a Three's a Crowd
0: spoof. Oh yeah. Starring
2: Charles Manson.
0: Oh yeah, it's
2: pretty <laughs> awesome <laughs> and ridiculous.
4: That's also true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone you want to talk about real scary cult movie? Has anyone seen Jesus Camp?
3: Oh uh, yeah, because
2: that's no. a documentary. Like that is real life.
0: Uh-uh. I know of it, but I've never seen it, and I think it's on Netflix, isn't it?
2: Possibly scariest shit ever.
0: Should we just rename this? Should we just rename this episode? Um, Plug for Netflix episode.
4: <laughs> Fine with me. I'll come up with a jingle that just <laughs> plays every time we say Netflix. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> so I'm sorry. Please tell us about um, Jesus camp.
2: Oh, well, it's just about a children's like Jesus camp. Good one. That's- it's so it's docu- not. It's just like a, just a docu- clever name. No, <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it's it's like real life documentary, crazy, like brainwashing, like right before your eyes. It's it's scary.
0: <laughs> so wait, it's a documentary about like a children's camp, but it's all about all Jesus-y, and it's all about just brainwashing these kids into loving Jesus.
2: Pretty much. Yep.
0: So what's wrong with loving Jesus? What's so scary about, about that? It
2: it's just, just <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> not a good
4: call. Going
2: in there, but uh, no, it's scary. I mean, and in a lot of it's definitely the way they they filmed it and portrayed it and edited it. I mean, obviously that has a big impact, but it's pretty scary if you if you're if you're feeling a, a documentary feel and not like mockumentary.
1: Okay. Just saying. That's fair.
2: Real life scary. Yeah. Like Charles Manson. Nice. Real life scary.
1: Yep, That's it's weird. on Netflix. I see it. <laughs> should, I, should I add it to my list, Terry?
2: <laughs> if you wanna.
1: Okay, I'm clicking it. I think there I watched
2: go. it like drunk in college one time.
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have done that then. <laughs> how, big <laughs> your, that
0: <laughs> how big is your list gotten already, John?
1: Uh... <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> you don't have to count them, but Yeah, well, I've, well, and I've also signed up for the for the DVD thing too. Okay. So I've oh, got no. so I've got like so I got like 13 in my queue right now for that. He's all oh, in. Jesus. You didn't, do you get a Jesus <laughs> camp. Do you get a free
2: <laughs> trial of the DVDs too? Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, nice. so I may not keep yeah, I may not keep both of them when the free trial ends, but I, I may just stick with the streaming if I keep one. Yeah, but.
2: there's I mean, there's so much on streaming. My queue is pretty much indefinitely at around the 300 mark, no matter oh, how wow. many things I Holy watch. Holy
4: shit, really? <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't watch any was, of them. I
2: thought
0: well, mine was excessive. I,
2: if I do watch things... That I, I I start browsing again and I find more and I add more instead of knocking it down like I should.
1: That's like my DVR. I always have it down to like one percent and hardly ever <laughs> I and and I would never watch anything on it and I keep everything on there and I'm like I'm like geez I need to watch this stuff but then I I never have any percentage on there to record anything else so. <laughs> <laughs> I end up deleting stuff that I haven't watched just so I can record something else. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird. That's the truth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what other cult movies, Jason?
4: Um, one of my favorite um, it's, uh, it's from back in the day, and no, that's not really well known, but you guys might not have heard of it, but it's called Misadventures of a Satanic Cult. I have heard of those films. So those,
0: those are kind of a documentary as well, right? Yeah, but they're
4: but really happens on Netflix. Yeah,
0: yeah. Where can where can somebody find those films? Oh my
4: God, Scryfallfilms.com. Anyway, I love those.
2: We haven't talked about a single witch movie yet. I don't know if you realize that.
4: <laughs> Lords yeah. of Salem. Oh wait, no. That's
0: Well, no. well I, I was I was actually wanting to use Lords of Salem as a segue from cult movies to uh, witch movies, so because it's kind of both, yeah. in my opinion.
2: Well, aren't they all? So, sort of. Lo- I mean.
0: Yeah. So Lords of Salem was good, and Jesus speaking of Lords of Salem, what? Keep going. <laughs> And speaking of Lords of Salem, let's talk a about which movies. <laughs> which 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 movies should we talk about?
4: Oh god, I should have known. Uh, did everyone
2: did everyone watch Witching and Bitching?
4: Fuck no! Not after you said that was silly. And it is was like, silly, but was it like, doesn't mean it's it. not awesome. That's probably yeah, Mike, true. Did you watch it? Yeah, you're gonna be
0: pissed. I didn't get a chance to watch it.
2: Seriously? That was the one you put on the list. Like, oh, if everyone can get a chance to watch he this one you. so we can all watch the well, I, think it's, I watch it. It's that's
1: in my payback, queue, Terry.
0: That payback <laughs> for the Europe report. So.
2: Oh. Well, I, I liked Witching and Bitching. Well,
0: t- Tell me about it. Sell it sell it to me.
2: Sell it to you? Well, yeah. it's all Why should in I watch Spanish. This? It's in Spanish.
0: That's not, you're not yeah, off that's to a not, good start. Yeah, you're not <laughs> You're going in the opposite direction, um, Terry.
2: Well, it's it's interesting because the it's it's very it's a uh, very comedic. It's it's not really all that like it has more horror elements later on, but it's more of just a comedy to start. It's like
0: that's what I was assuming. That it was more com- that it was a comedy. Well,
2: I mean, it's called witching and bitching.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How could you take it seriously?
2: It starts out as a jewelry store heist, and it's hilarious because it's like all of it's like these street performers, like these guys take over street performers. So one's dressed up like Jesus, one's dressed up like SpongeBob, one's dressed up like a Green Army Man, like, and they're just kind of hanging out,
0: scoping. Oh my out. God! So I wasn't delusional because I did start this movie <laughs> and instantly fell asleep, and I woke up to a to a car full of people, one of them was Jesus, one of them was a Green Army man, and... Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah no, that's <laughs> <You're going>
0: crazy. <laughs> I thought I was, I'm like, what
2: the
3: hell? Still
2: drinking. Dream- and, um, well, Jesus, he is a father, <laughs> um, pun intended, but he takes his son along with him on this heist. He's separated from his wife, and he's taking his son on a jewelry heist. Um... But then they're running away, and they get in this taxi, and they're driving down the road, um, and then somewhere along the line, like, they go to stop at a, an inn, and they run into some witches, because there's this prophecy at the beginning, too, about loosely saying that basically all these men that were involved in this heist, like, as Jesus, like, these visages that they're seeing in this vision were all of their parts in the heist i don't know but basically it comes down to the little boy the son is the chosen one for a ritual they want to do and so they have to kidnap them and perform this ritual with the little boy it's pretty it's pretty fun
0: for sure awesome i still plan on watching it
2: yeah you should it it was it was a lot of fun for sure
0: I was bummed I didn't get a chance to watch it in time for the show. Yeah,
2: but. yeah, I'm sure.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Witching and bitching.
3: <laughs>
2: and there's a there's a chick that has like a sweet like half-shaven haircut, like an undercut. She's yeah. pretty badass.
1: Nice. Cool. And she's almost naked
2: at one point. Does that sell it for almost. you?
1: Almost, oh, John. Oh sh- yeah, that'll sell it for me.
2: I mean, she's in, <laughs> she's in her negligee.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> Sold.
4: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. Not sure Mike knows <laughs> what that is. Is it really Underwear.
0: thin? Oh. <laughs> is it really thin? And then does yeah. she stand yeah. in front of bright light? No. Okay.
2: She John. does do some lewd things mm-hmm. though. Lewd. Know. Awesome. Anyway.
1: John, which movies? Which movies? Which <laughs> one? <laughs> uh let's did everybody anybody get a chance to watch Virgin Witch? No. 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 <laughs> so I'm the only one that watched that one. I should have watched The Sacrament instead, darn Damn it. it. Yeah, to well, tell us about Virgin Witch. Well, it was it was the name that got me, and I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I saw it on YouTube first, and then I was like, "Well, wait a minute, let me see." And I that's when I had signed up for Netflix. So then I had it on the bigger TV, and so I it was there. So I watched it. It was it was called Virgin Witch, and mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of nudity in it. <clears throat> A lot of it that was, um, I mean, right off the bat, the opening before the opening title, there was boobs a bouncing. I, I didn't understand why, and I still, I guess I later on, I I still don't understand why there was boobs a bouncing at the beginning before the title even showed up, but then it started off. Let's see, had these two sisters, and one they were looking for jobs, and the one. Uh, she finds out she they're looking at modeling agencies or something and and the one finds this modeling agency's number well she goes in and talks to the lady and the first thing the lady says is take your clothes off of course she does and she, and she did and they bounced and then she um look, g- gave took measurements and then she <laughs> And then she told her to put her clothes back on. Well, she had a thing that made the, her phone ring like she was um like 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 she was getting a phone call but you've seen her put her foot on something so her phone rang. She picked it up and acted like she was talking to somebody really important and and they needed needed one of her models for for a, a certain shoot and photography shoot and well she didn't have anybody. Oh, you're putting me on the spot, and I don't and and I don't have anybody. Well, then of course that girl, you know, is listening to all this, and she's like, "Well, this is my big break." So as soon as she gets off the phone, she's like, "Well, I can do it." She said, "Oh, well, that takes you know, I need somebody that can really do this, you know, and you're you haven't even done anything yet." She said, "I won't let you down." Well, it was all a trick to get this girl to um, join basically a coven of witches. And at the time, the girl didn't know that, and neither did the sister. Well, and then the girl, the the one sister is the one that gets gets hired for the job, and she tells her, well, it's going to be an all-weekend thing. And she's like, that's fine with me. I can do it. And she's like, you've got to go. I think she said, you've got to go out of the country or something like that or or to another town, and she said, I can do that. That's fine. So she goes back and tells her sister she got this job and all of this, and – the sister decides, Well, you know, well, you know, is there a chance that you know I could just go along, you know, and maybe just go on the trip with you? And she said, Well, I don't see that be a problem. Should I talk to, to the modeling agency lady? And she does, and she lets her go along. And so they go, and it was, it was some parts were a little slow, it was kind of not there wasn't a lot of action, of course, except the only the main action. Was the boobies a-bouncing. That was your main action <laughs> through the whole movie. Was wow, the bouncing. Goodness. The the bouncing and the... Uh, let's see, what else happened? I uh, The bouncing. That's what I remember, the <laughs> bouncing. Uh, the So anyway, so she goes... The two sisters go... And I don't remember exactly how they find... How the one sister, the main sister that got hired for the job, finds out. She finds out this guy there she's getting her picture taken the whole time she's there with, by this photographer and you find out he's kind of in on it. And th- there's an older guy there who had wrote, has written books, I guess on witchcraft and the occult and stuff, but he doesn't touch any of the black magic stuff. He, he sticks with just like, he doesn't go into the, like the black magic. And, uh, so, and the lady, you find out that the lady, the lady that was the, uh, head of the modeling agency that was all a you know just a front for to to get to recruit new witches into this coven at this at this kind of like mansion style house and so and the guy that wrote the books he's in on it too well finally somehow the the girl finds out or they tell her and she says well she wants she, she wants to be a witch and the guy kind of kind of talks with her a little bit, and he finds out, yeah, she she could be a really good witch somehow. And so he tells her, well, they got to go through this through this like, uh, um, like a oh, kind of like a ritual thing. They have to do that. So she does the ritual thing, and they get out the rubbing oil, and they rub the oil all over, you know, and they're a bouncing, and and then uh, she. Uh, then they all get into some big, big uh, 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 orgy. I guess is what you want to call it. So they do this, and of course, this movie's from '72. But anyway, so they get into that, and the next morning she wakes up, and she, she, she. I guess feels like she's a witch. I guess. Well, and then she kind of gets kind of interested in the dark black magic. She's kind of intrigued by it. And she doesn't know really anything about it, but that guy's intrigued her. So she finds the little black book that the guy had. She had wondered what that was, and that's when he told her, well, that's black magic. You don't want to have anything to do with that. Well, she finds the book, and she finds the little key that opens it up, and she gets to reading about stuff. Well, she starts reading, I guess, finding out some different spells. They never really show really what she really they never really say what she's reading. You just see her eyes get kind of big as she's reading it. So, pretty much, she decides that the, um, she wants to go kind of a different route. She wants to. She doesn't want to be told really what to do. Well, the head mist- or the head uh, priestess lady that was the owner of the modeling agency, the fronted modeling agency, she, uh, she's kind of. Overbearing, And she kind of, you know, is telling her, you know, you need to do, you know, what, what, um, you know, what the everybody follows, you know, orders here and all this. And oh, well, and then on top of that, too, the, the lady that is the head of the modeling agency that is fronting this modeling agency to bring in the witches, you find out she's more or less a lesbian. So, and, and, and the, and I think that kind of turned the witch off cause she kind of liked the, the, the one that just got recruited because she likes guys and this girl's kind of, this lady's kind of wanting to get it on with her and, but she don't want to get it on with her. And, and, and then I, and I think too, the next morning when she woke up after she went through the ritual of becoming a witch, her waking up, finding the, the, um, the, the high priestess in bed with her, I think that kind of, you know, was kind of a, the clinker right there too. So anyway, so she, I guess, devises a plan. They never really say, I don't think really say, but she steals this picture of her and puts a spell on it and catches the picture on fire and then whenever it, it, it almost puts the picture to ashes and then when it comes, and then it starts to come back and you see there's the, 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 the lady in the picture there's pain on her face well she ends up having these huge terrible headaches and they and they find she finds and the reason she does that is because the priestess says they want her sister now in the cult well she doesn't really want her sister to be in the cult but they're telling her no that's what it's that's the way it's going to be and that's why she puts this spell on the on the lady and so anyway so they they have to they end up going through with it. Well, she devises a plan to end up... Because the first time around, she... She, of course, had to be the two... To become a witch, you have to, hence the title, be a virgin, virgin witch. So, so at the night of the ritual, she gets it on with that old man that wrote the book. And so, that's what makes her the witch in the ritual by get by having sex with the the older guy which was gross and then and then her sister she's going to have to do the same thing well she devises a plan and they don't know it but she brings in the daughter's boyfriend and 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 whenever it's about it's time for the guy to go forward and do the oil rubbing and all that well she doesn't even let the guy do the oil rubbing like he did on her she the sister takes the oil and rubs it on the other sister in the, during the ritual and then and then when it's about time for the deed to go down, she puts her hand up and uh, oh, and the, the high priestess had come come for the ritual, but she couldn't the the one sister like gave her the evil eye and like was doing something to her and made her run off. So and, and I believe that was because of the black magic she was learning that she was the guy had told her to stay away from but she done it anyway. But then, anyway, when it's time for the deed to be done with the sister, she held her hand up for the guy to stop the older guy, and then then this other person came in with a mask on, like a kind of a demon mask, and turned out it was her the it was her sister's boyfriend. So then, all of them get into this big orgy again, and they're all doing stuff, and they and they end up running off into the woods doing their de- deals, and the the boyfriend takes the sister. And they they leave, and anyway, they uh, he takes her off in the woods or something, and she she's kind of out of it, and she's like, "Well, what you know, what what happened, you know?" And he's he's like, "Oh, I could I couldn't have done anything with you," he said, with like that. He said, "There's no way that I could have done something to you like that." He said, "But I can now." And so then they you get it on, and and then uh, they they go back to the house, and they find the they find the woman. That the high, the high priestess and the 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 older sister, the one that was that is a witch, she's like stabbing the ground with this knife, and the high priestess keeps screaming and hollering and everything. Then she goes up on this ledge and she stabs and she's telling pleading with the witch not to do anything, and she stabs the ground one more time and and then she falls off this hill and rolls down the hill, crying or screaming or whatever she's doing. And when she hits the bottom of the hill, she's dead, and that's that's. Pretty much the end of it. I mean, it it was kind of a different movie, but lots of nudity, lots of <laughs> lots, and and the thing about it was it wasn't a lot of different movies. It was the same ones over and over and over again. And nobody nobody wore a bra in that movie. Not a single person wore a bra in <laughs> that.
2: Not even the dudes.
1: I no, nobody. <laughs> no, not and that I don't know. And the, the old guy thing was a little sick, but the. yeah it was and it was obvious i mean you could see you can see you know the the i i ain't going to get into it but you could see through the shirts that they had no no bras on it i mean and it was and it was made for that because well the one girl every time she got her picture taken the model she was naked i mean completely naked laying on a car naked here and there and and uh and then the sister any chance she got she didn't have any clothes on and and I think that's why they didn't have the bras on, so it was so much easier. It didn't take long for them to get their clothes off for the you know, for the shot. But but anyway, lots of new D, lots of boobs. It was called Virgin Witch from nineteen seventy two. Uh Netflix only gave it like one and a half stars. But I mean it it for a witch movie, it was about witches. It was about Covens, it was uh it it did have witches in it. And it did have and it did have boobies in it, so there you go. That's that's all it was about. I think I pretty much summed it all up in that one. <laughs> but but watch it. I mean, it's it, some parts are a little slow, but I mean, but I mean it. It's good. Of course, it's not. It's not a movie for little ones to watch. Definitely not. But but for you older older horror uh, witch lovers out there, yeah, you you can watch it and see what you think. I I like a lot of those early '70s cult um, witch, satanic cult witch movies. A lot of them from the you know early '70s and mid '70s. I like a lot of that stuff. So it wasn't bad, but could have could have been.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, too busy um, watching The Virgin Witch. I uh. decided to start watching it. Anyway, <clears throat> you totally sold me on it. And that joke was supposed to go better than that. So let's move on, <clears throat> Jason. What? Which movie are you talk, You thinking?
4: Um, I always. Well, I, we've talked a lot about House of the Devil. Wait, no, we haven't. Just kidding. I haven't seen it. I, I wanted to watch that one. I didn't get to. We talk, talk a lot about. Um, so. Lords of Salem. Love are we that. trying?
2: I dropped out. Did we? Are we trying to figure out something to talk about?
4: Yes. Yeah. Because he asked me. What um, about
2: the craft? Everyone's seen the craft.
4: Right? Yeah, woo, Farouzabadi. Mm-hmm.
2: Good one. I. One that... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go.
0: No, I have nothing.
2: <laughs> oh well, I was gonna say one that wasn't on our list that I just remembered was the woods yeah oh that? yeah that's a good one. and it has Bruce Campbell in it yeah, <laughs> oh
3: that's
2: yeah
0: why you like it
2: well it's a good movie too but he is in it
0: and it's directed by Lucky McKee so
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I I that's one of the that's when I started watching and didn't make it through oh really kind of a like slow burn that. at first or I don't know what happened I don't remember it's been forever
2: yeah, it's been a while since I watched it, but I really enjoyed it when mm. I did watch it. I remember really liking it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't remember why. Well, and speaking of Lucky's movies, then there's um, All Cheerleaders Die. That kind of has a witch name in it as well. His new one. Did you guys watch uh, that yet?
2: No, that's on Netflix though, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, it is. You guys need to watch it. You know what, Terry? I'm actually assigning it to you to watch it <clears throat> because
2: I don't do work, bitch.
3: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, and I thought it was such a huge departure for for Lucky <clears throat> and the things that he's done in the past. But but like i I need to go back and watch it again because I'm starting to second guess myself because like every podcast I've listened to that is discussed all cheerleaders die just like destroy it and one of the biggest common complaints I hear about it is how like um it's obviously a woman. it's obviously a movie about women made by men
3: mmm
0: if if you catch my drift on that so right but i didn't i mean i didn't really think that at all when i watched it it didn't seem you know overly misogynistic or um you know sexist sexist or anything like that i, I mean yeah there's lesbians in it but that's a good thing
2: lesbians exist <laughs> they're real
1: oh, oh yeah that's right <laughs>
2: And it's—I
0: don't know. I guess maybe, I guess maybe I'm more used to movies being overly sexist and exploitive, like movies like *Virgin Witch*, because, <laughs> um, I didn't think it was that way at all. I mean, I thought it was a pretty realistic portrayal of of lesbianism. There wasn't a graphic sex scene, and
2: make <clears throat> it make-out was, scenes.
0: or gratuitous makeout scene, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was just how this character was and it was it was part of the plot device on the motivation for the things that happened so I don't know and and, 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 and again going back to the craft too it reminded me a lot of the craft and so to me it was just kind of like you know a, a flashback to the 90s and um, was just a little bit more a little bit more gore than uh, what they used to show back then in the 90s
3: mm-hmm
0: So yeah, check it out. I just thought it was fun. I mean, it's it's nothing as deep as May or the Woods or the Woman.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. But
2: yeah, it's not a brainless fun thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was a brainless fun thing, and yeah. So anyway, so yeah, all cheerleaders die. Check it out, but the craft. Man, it's been forever since I've seen it, and that definitely yeah, came... Yeah, me too. That's like definitely a 90s film right it's there. Excited.
2: Super 90s.
0: <laughs> Very much so.
2: Perusa Bulk is just awesome in it.
0: I've always been more of a fan of... Uh, what's the girl's name? She was also an Empire Robbie Records. Tenney. Yes! Yeah, Whatever happened to really- her? Yeah, she's really good and kind of had a crush on her too.
2: But I've whatever her, happened to her. I think she was on she was on that show The Mentalist, I know.
0: Oh really? No but case. I don't
2: know if she's continued. I don't even know if that show is still on. I remember watching a few episodes of it with her in it, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I've always liked her. Wasn't she in one of the Zodiac movies that they made too?
0: The the uh David Fincher film?
2: Well, there there were a few different. There were like There was like the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, and there was another one around the same time. I don't. She was in one of those. Mm. I don't remember which one.
0: I don't know. I probably wouldn't recognize her if I saw her in something today. You know, it's been so long. Yeah. Um, And the two biggest films that I remember her from, more than anything else, is The Craft and Empire Records.
2: Yeah, it looks like she. Like she's still currently doing that show, The Mentalist. Like that's her big gig at the moment. Oh, okay. She's a reoccurring character on that. Main cool characters. Yeah.
0: Cool. What else does there to say about the craft? Because I'm trying to remember the movie. i I feel like I'm sitting here purposely stalling, just trying to think back. <laughs> yeah, to the,
2: to the I don't movie. know. I need it, It's one that I haven't watched in forever. I don't know why, because I used to love it. Like it was a go-to, you know.
3: Um, yeah. 90s
1: okay. witches, you yeah. know. Well, it's like the three, the three girls already are experimenting or already witches are doing their thing, and then the new girl moves into town, and they kind of, they either find out she has powers of her own or something like that and they invite her into their little group and they find out that four of them they do it's kind of like a charm thing the with four of them they're a lot more powerful than just each by themselves mm-hmm. and they and she finds out that they're wanting to kind of do more evil things and then she breaks off from the group and then that then those three kind of come after her to try to bring her back into the group and then she kind of rebels against them and <clears throat> Something like Something like that, and the what well, what is what is kind of cool is two of the actors off of it ended up playing boyfriend girlfriend in Scream that um, Skeet Ulrich and mm-hmm. uh, the, and uh, Nev Campbell F. they're Campbell, both in it yeah. and the yeah and the one guy I think he's the the um, oh the the girl that moved into town that joined him he's like he likes her or something I can't remember how it went but yeah and at the very well, end they kind of. Kind of everything is put into place at the end, but Well which came first, Scream
0: or The Craft? Craft part of me I think. Th- Yeah, I was gonna say part Craft? of me thinks that Craft came first because it was it was like the move if if I remember right, it was Nev Campbell's transition from television to film. It mm-hmm. was that they, movie.
2: They were the she wasn't... same year. Oh really? Yeah, both were in ninety six.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm.
2: The Craft came out in May and then Scream came out in December. So they yeah. were like a few months apart.
0: Yeah, at the mm. same time, Craft feels like it's a movie. Just looking back, there was a movie that was a product of what came after Screen. You know, yeah. kind of those those like pretty teen um, wh- horror films that came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's interesting. Same year,
2: huh? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. At no. All. But, yeah. I, w-
0: I would still assume that maybe craft was still first, or at least it was filmed first. Because Nev Campbell, I mean, she's the star she looks of screen. She's
2: a lot younger, yeah. She looks a lot younger in the craft for sure.
0: And yeah, and in the craft she's just one of the girls, right? She's not because even... Robin right. Robin was the car- was the gir- was the new girl, so you could quote unquote mm-hmm. call her the main protagonist or what have you. Mm-hmm. And Nev Campbell yeah. was just kind of one of the one of yeah. the triplets. Yeah.
2: She's the one that has like the bad burns.
0: Yes, I remember that, that now. Yeah. yeah.
2: That gets healed yeah. and whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so she was kinda like the most misfit of them all,
0: I think, but And usually when you see an actor, especially kind of a teenage actor, take a transitional jump from television to film, they kind of start off as not the main star of the film they usually do kind of a smaller part and build up to the to the main char- to the main character lead mm-hmm. roles So,
2: well speaking of Peruza Balk being a witch you know uh, it's another awesome witch movie with her the worst witch <laughs> I've talked about this before that movie is awesome it's like my childhood
0: I I had it on the original master list that I I filled that I wrote out. I did write it on there because I saw I saw it on others other lists when I was doing research for the episode.
2: Yeah, well, and I just I looked just at it on a, uh, IMDb, and it has a higher rating than the craft, like rating wise. <laughs> like the craft is a six point two, and Worst Switch is a seven point two.
0: That's awesome.
2: Bitches. Yeah. Well, it has Tim Curry, so...
0: Anything with Tim Curry automatically raises it a point.
2: Well, and Diana Rigg is another big character in it. And Who? Diana Rigg. Like, Who's from, Diana Rigg? She was in, like, the Avengers and things. I don't know. She was popular. She does... Okay. She's in Game of Thrones recently. She's, like, the great... I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. No. Yeah. No, never mind. <laughs> she <laughs> plays the Granny in the most recent season of Game of Thrones, and she's awesome. But anyway, Or Switch is awesome. and Tim Curry sings and flies around. and he's cool.
0: <laughs> now was was that a made for Disney film or something? Or?
2: Yeah, it was a made for TV made for TV by Disney, yeah, for sure.
0: I seen a couple screenshots again doing research for the episode. I seen a couple screenshots of Tim Curry and his hair is amazing in it. And he's oh wearing God. he's like wearing like some kind of outfit it looks like it should have been from the 70s. Well, it was a, yeah. against a really bad green screen.
2: Yep, background. that's from, probably from when he's singing he sings a song anything can happen on Halloween. Nice. While he's like flying around. He's got like the sweet like he's just wearing like a like a white button up shirt and, and slacks, but then he's got this yeah, sort of yeah. cape. And it's but it's like attached in the front by like this bat logo thing.
3: It's nice. awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah, I know you've brought it up on the show before, but have you have you yet to really tell us what it's about? I don't remember.
2: Uh, it's just a girl at a, it's a school for witches, like a witches academy and she's like the worst in all of her classes and she's like the misfit.
0: Oh, oh wait, it was a kid, it was a it was a, a book back in the day too, wasn't it? I don't know. Was it that? a was it a Ronald Dahl book?
2: It could be. And um, well, I mean there's the witches.
0: Oh, that's Ronald pro- Dahl. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still think there was a book called Worst Witch though too.
2: It's very possible if it was um, if Disney made it, it was very possible that it used to be a book. Yeah. I'll have to look into it. Maybe I'll do that on my segment. Oh, if I can if I can find this movie anywhere. That'd be the next thing. Yeah,
0: good Yeah, good luck, yeah. Maybe maybe YouTube. I didn't try YouTube.
2: Yeah, something.
0: Yeah. Alright. Oh. It appears that we are alone, Terry. Oh, just you and me. <laughs> so, do you like do you like long walks on the beach?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> Wherever <did everybody> go,
2: <laughs> dude. You guys left me alone with John, and he was talking about virgin witch and all the boobs and orgies. It was. It was awkward. So oh, I'm
0: sorry. I had to pee so bad. I had to, <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore.
2: Well, another thing I thought of, it's not a full movie about witches, but do you have I'm assuming you've seen the movie Four Rooms, right? Cuz there's a witches oh, segment in yeah. there.
0: That's right. That's the first storyline with Madonna. Yeah. Madonna's in there. Yeah. Mhm. I love Four Rooms. I I really like that movie a lot and kind of um Kind of a kind of a uh, tribute to what was the uh, what was the other movie like? Um, what's it called? New York Stories, I think. It was a a Woody Allen film, or it was kind of a compilation of of different directors doing. It was like an anthology film that all took place in in a, in one apartment building by different directors. Same, so basically same kind of concept. But Four Rooms was is great, and there's 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 definitely quite a bit of like. I mean, it's obviously a comedy, but there's some, to use Jason's favorite word that I use, um, some horror tropes latent throughout the whole thing.
2: Sure, sure. Um,
0: Like, uh, but yeah, the first story with witches. (sighs) Now I'm blanking on the story. Now I'm blanking on what happens in that.
2: Oh, it's it's called The Missing Ingredient as I have it pulled up here. Um, (laughs) But Basically, they, they're they missing the last ingredient, which is someone's semen. So they Not have an hour written. for someone to get that donated for their cauldron that's brewing.
0: And Tim Roth the bellboy gets to be the chosen one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's so which,
0: good in that movie. Oh, he is amazing in that movie. Like, I fell in love with Tim Roth after Reservoir Dogs, but... Uh-huh. Then it just got, like solidified in four rooms but it was four rooms it wasn't until after four rooms that i realized he wasn't purposely doing an accent that's his real accent Mm -hmm. him doing him doing american english accents that's his fake accent yeah like that blew me away (laughs) and also um to completely derail but four rooms the final story in four rooms the one with bruce willis and quentin tarantino
2: Right up in the,
0: the, like, the penthouse one? Yeah. That one's based off of an old Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode, so...
2: Oh. Cool. So, again,
0: more nods to to horror there. Nice. Obviously, they went for a more comedic route, but the original episode, I think, was, like, the, the Alfred Hitchcock show was, I think, Peter Lorre was in that, and... Mm-hmm. And it was it was placing a bet of chopping off a guy's mm-hmm. finger or something like that. So it was essentially a remake of, of that episode, only for comedy instead. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Neat. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that trivia.
0: You are welcome for that trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jason just,
1: like... He's pooping. Go to the store. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe his <laughs> movement. Oh, and didn't the uh, Tales from the Dark Side the movie, didn't it have like the witch like a wrap around with the witch or um Oh yeah, you're right. Um with uh good old Blondie, um
5: uh-huh.
0: uh, Deborah Harry, uh-huh. she was she was a witch in that and they were gonna they were kinda going for more of a modern day Goldilocks not Goldilocks. Uh, Hansel and Gretel kind of mm-hmm. theme with that witch. Because she was um, planning on cooking and eating a small boy. Mm-hmm. Which when you say that out loud today, nowadays, it sounds really disturbing. But, <laughs> I mean, that's what Hansel and Gretel was.
3: Yeah.
0: So, a woman kicking a, cooking a boy, uh, boy and girl to eat him. But anyway, and so, yeah, and so he would... Read these stories from this book called *Tales from the Dark Side*, and then it would go into those stories, and it was a distraction to keep her from cooking him.
3: Mhm.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a well, that's a great movie, first of all, and that wraparound is probably one of the greater wraparounds of most horror anthologies, in my opinion.
1: Mhm.
0: And you remember who the little boy was in that? It was one of the
1: one of the Lawrence brothers, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was one of the Lawrence brothers, the younger of the of the Lawrence brothers, I believe. Matthew. I think so. I'd have to double check. It may have been Joey. I don't mm-hmm. know. He seemed really young at that at that time for it to be Joey, but mm-hmm. maybe it was. When was Blossom? Um,
1: early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. Was that right?
0: Yeah, and see, so yeah, was it was I think during Nelson's...
2: the '90s because I used to watch it.
0: 'Cause Tales on the Dark Side the movie I thought was early nineties as well. And the it little boys Matthew. it was Matthew who tells them the dark yeah. side? Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. I haven't seen it, but I have I M D B, so
0: <laughs> and, Deb- and Deborah Harry was so good in that in that part too. It was mm-hmm. really funny and and just how nonchalant she was about everything she was doing and that's a woman that I would love to see. Everything I've ever seen her do, I've I've loved. Like she was awesome in Video uh, She's really good in the original Hairspray, and she is a, a kick-ass singer in one of my favorite new wave bands of all time. So,
3: yeah.
4: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where'd you go? I'd uh, run some errands, I'm sorry, I guess. I knew it. I was watching... Uh... Ah, actually, I forgot the movie John watched, I was going to say that.
1: Virgin Witch. Virgin Witch, <laughs> I went to watch that. Oh, <laughs> hey, You'd have been gone a lot longer, man, believe me.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, J- Jason doesn't need that long.
4: Hey, alright. <laughs> it's a condition. I don't,
0: I don't know. It's something to be proud of, man. Finish first. It's my philosophy. (laughs)
4: It's not a race. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is.
2: (laughs) So,
0: witches. (laughs) This witches half of the episode. This half of the episode about witches seems uh, to be a little bit more challenging for some reason. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think, I feel like there haven't been a lot of really solid witch movies. Like a lot of the ones that I looked up that I found on lists were like all like seventies cult movies like I Virgin
4: Witch. <laughs> There's
2: one, yeah, but they most of them were
4: uh Hocus Pocus.
2: Oh duh Guys That's not much of a horror No
4: it's movie, not at all. <laughs>
2: but it's freaking awesome. I have to watch it Wh- every Halloween.
0: Witches of Eastwick?
1: Ah. <laughs> Susperia.
0: Suspiria. I was I was gonna eventually bring up Suspiria because that is part one or two of Argento's
1: um Um Three Mothers trilogy.
0: Three Yeah, thank you. Three Mothers trilogy. I don't if it's
1: part one, one or think. two. That was part,
0: part,
1: part one, okay. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then it was Inferno. Which mm-hmm. after I recently watched Inferno, now I need to go back and rewatch Susperia, because I just really loved Inferno this last time I watched it. Like it may re- it may take over for Susperia, so I kind of need to go back and rewatch Susperia to remind myself which one is truly better. Mm-hmm. But, and then Brother of Tears, which I still have not watched, even mm-hmm. though I've owned it for probably about
1: two yeah. years. Uh, same with me. <laughs> I'm just kind of scared too. I've I've heard it's not any good. I've heard it's really bad, but I still want to see it. And
0: yet, I do. I have watched the trailer several times, and the trailer looks badass. I have not seen the trailer for that. Yeah, check out the trailer at least. It it uh, it looked really. The trailer looked
4: really good. Mm.
0: Ooh, Jason? I just thought
4: of one. Oh. oh,
0: okay, go ahead.
4: That I'd love, and I haven't seen it forever, so I don't know how much I could talk about it, but... Warlock. I fucking loved that movie. Nice,
0: yeah. Was that Jillian Sands? Julian
4: Sands, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, wasn't that... They, they turned that into a franchise, wasn't there? Several Warlock movies.
4: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if they all had Julian Sands in it, though. Yeah, I'm with you. I haven't seen that in forever, either. Oh, why don't you is okay, I'm not as familiar with it as you are, obviously Jason, cuz but I know you brought it up before. Would it fall in the cult category or the witches category? And um the first power.
4: Oh, cult. Okay. Definitely cult cuz it's kind of a satan thing. Okay. <laughs> It's awesome, Lou Diamond Phillips. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What?
0: My all-time favorite witch movie, even though it's kind of... Well... Not intended to be a pun, but kind of a gray area when it comes to witches, and that's um, Black Sunday. Because I think even in the movie she is referred to as a, a vampire at some point but she's not really a vampire um she's far more witch like to me than she is a vampire she I don't she never sucks anybody's blood she's far more just kind of like mind controlling and manipulative and and, and and all that and the whole movie starts off at the very beginning of almost like a Salem witch trial Type scene where she's being burnt stake and all this stuff, and she gets the iron mask of spikes nailed to her face. Um, but it's Mario Bava, one of his um, most notable films. It is very It's a very beautiful, atmospheric black and white film, and it's probably one of my favorite black and white films. And it's my favorite witch movie. Of all time, it was on my original list, and but I didn't know if anybody else was gonna get around to watching it.
2: What about? Um, I think for me, I'm more familiar with witches in like television. Like, there's tons of witch shows.
0: Oh, I should I should have put a disclaimer that. It- if charm gets mentioned on this show. <laughs> well, I mean I mean
2: there's Bewitched, I mean oh, yeah. classic, I mean and then there was just the American horror story. Season three was about a witch coven. I haven't seen it, but I've heard that season's really good.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Bewitched, there's a new series coming out. It's supposed to be the grand child of Samantha Stevens. And I don't know what they're calling it yet, but it's it's going to be like kind of like a you know like a sequel because in the '80s they came out with the show called Tabitha that didn't last very long that had um, uh, oh that country singer um, Lisa oh uh, Clint Reba Black's McIntyre. wife no Lisa <laughs> Lisa Hartman um, that's married to Clint Black she played the Tabitha role in it and it didn't last very long. And now they're now they're going to do another one where it's supposed to be like the grandchild of, of Samantha. So
2: there's um there's a new show on Netflix that I haven't watched yet. It's called Salem. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be really good, but I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. It's supposed to be more darker and not so you know lighthearted, pretty witches
3: mm-hmm.
2: like Charmed and things like that. And it looks good.
1: Has anybody seen the Wes Craven TV, made-for-TV movie from 78 called Summer of Fear with Linda Blair in it? No. It was, uh, I've got it on DVD. It's, it, it was, I'm, I, I do. Um, I'm trying to think if I remember if I saw it when it originally aired or not. But it's really, it's, it's really, uh, for, for a TV movie, it's it's really spooky. It shows. It starts off with uh, this this nanny of of this of this couple. They think she died, but she didn't die, and she ends up posing as somebody else. And they find out that she's a witch, basically. And she moves into she she like hides her identity and makes it seem like she's the she's the cousin of of linda blair and and so she um goes to live with them for a while well then linda blair starts to put two and do together then she the witch tries to get linda blair's boyfriend and and all of this and then at near the end you find out um that it that it she's actually not who she said she was she's a she's a witch and at the very end when you see her <coughs> you see her with her She's got these really funky-looking eyes, and she looks – it's really, really creepy. And it also has um, uh, Fran Dresser, Drescher in it that played the – what was the name of that show? Nanny. The Nanny. The Nanny. She's in it, and she has a few parts in there where she's the friend of Linda Blair's. Um, does she but talk it, but it, normal, or does she still sound – No, she still has uh, okay. that – That's just it. how she talks. Yeah, <laughs> I think she still sounds like that in there but it's it's a good it's a good and it was directed by Wes Craven so i mean it's kind of neat to see some you know early stuff from him so but uh but it's good it's 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 on dvd if you can find it so i think it was put out by artisan i think cool nice.
4: cool cool
2: I was trying to think did we cover all the cult movies or, did we didn't talk about we, did we skip over House the Devil because you hadn't watched it.
4: Um, I said those words and then we didn't talk about it. Um, but if y'all
2: my fault. <laughs>
4: if
1: y'all had seen it, then talk about it.
2: John, have you seen House the Devil?
1: I have. It's been it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I have seen it.
2: Yeah, I just revisited it. I mean, it's another Ty West movie. Mm-hmm. Um it's good. it's I mean it's definitely people praise it for like the atmosphere that it creates because it mm-hmm. looks like it's such a good throwback to the 70s like it just it looks amazing in that respect. Um, but it's a little bit of a slow burn like I thought I remembered liking it a bit more the first time I watched it I think as opposed to the second time. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well do you think that goes back to what i was talking what i was talking about before because house of the devil is probably the only other Thai west film that i really really like mm-hmm. and but yeah you're right it's a, it's a slow burnt because i think he's really good at build-up
3: yeah
0: um and not always necessarily good at the payoff of that build-up Mm-hmm. And maybe it maybe you enjoyed it more the first time, and it didn't feel so slow to you because you didn't anticipate what was going to happen.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: So going back now, you know, you know what was going to happen, and now it must now it feels slower to
2: you. Maybe I think the most jarring moment is definitely um, with Greta Gerwig. The friend is when she's in the car, and AJ Bowen just shoots her in the head. Spoilers, Jason. What? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Your own fault you didn't watch it.
4: My fault. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that still caught me off guard because I'd kind of forgotten about that. But it's really, I mean, it's its good. But I don't feel like there's an... The, <laughs> the climax is so like close to the end of the movie. And then it's just like... Yeah. It just... Uh, I wish there was more at the end. I think is what I was thinking this time. Like it, I don't feel like there was enough of a payoff at the end. Like I wanted more of it. I don't know.
0: I saw this short film here recently. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I probably shouldn't say the name of it just because I'm going to be rather slanderous of this movie. <laughs> um, because it was a straight ripoff of. It was a straight ripoff of House of the Devil. It started mm-hmm. off with this girl who got this job, house sitting, mm. and her. And when she first goes over to the house, there's this there's this creepy neighbor that's checking her out, and then the creepy neighbor guy comes into the house and like and it and talks to her for a little bit and then leaves, and then. Um, I mean, he takes her picture at one point or whatever, and then and then her friends show up because they want to take her to a party, but she, they know she can't leave because she's house-sitting, but they try to talk her into leaving, and she won't. So they leave, but they say they're going to come back. Then creepy stuff starts to happen, and she gets all creeped out, and she's, you know, waiting for her friends to come back, and then they, they do come back, and she... Like, somebody's in the house or something like that, and she gets scared, and she runs outside, and all of her friends are dead in the car. Uh-huh. And then... She, and then It's like she's house-sitting for somebody that... For, like, an old person that's in the room that she never goes into the room and sees. She's just told there's somebody there. And then she uh-huh. goes into the room, and I think by then I was just like, okay, I know this is all going to end because I've seen House of the Devil, so I, <laughs> shut, it, so I shut it off, but... Oh my god, it was so. It was so much the exact same thing.
2: Yeah, sounds it's, pretty sketch.
0: Yeah. Only turned into a short film. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, I, I really like House of the Devil. The thing that sucked me into it right away was what you're talking about, Terry, is how. how the, the attention to detail of trying to make it look like something out of the 70s or early 80s. yeah
2: and it was totally I, successful in that regard for sure.
0: Ab- absolutely. even like when it when it uh, shows the title of the film and it like freeze frames on her walking down the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's totally a '70s move right there. Yeah, <laughs> Free streaming shot and then pop up the title. Totally, it's
5: awesome. Totally,
1: <laughs> totally, Jason. Totally. One of the cool marketing things they did with House of the Devil. I don't know if if you guys heard about it or if you guys may have may know about it. When they released it on DVD, they also released a limited edition um, VHS. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was yeah. and it was supposed to look like was it supposed to look like in one of those big in one of the big uh, VHS boxes, one of the big jumbo yeah, one ones or big, something. The oversized boxes, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah there you yeah, go. Total. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool, the way they marketed that. Yeah. I wish I I wish I would have gotten one just to have.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I got one more movie That's- that would be a... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, one more movie, or one other movie, that if... None of the three of you have ever seen it. You need to see it. It is one of the best cult movies ever made, and that is Race with the Devil.
0: I, I, I had it on my master list, and if it wasn't for the fact that I wrote up my master list, like, this week, this week mm-hmm. and I knew we were recording on today, I would have made um, somebody... I'm not going to mention anybody's name on this podcast. Find it in not-so-legal a form.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and made us all watch
0: it. And made us all watch it, because I've been dying to see this movie yeah. like forever, and I can oh. never find it.
1: Oh, you've never seen it?
0: No, and I want you really oh. bad. So I was, I wanted to make us all watch it um, through
1: it, maybe not quite so legal ways, but... <laughs> it is good. I mean, it, it there through the whole movie, there, uh, you know, there's action, there's, I mean, from the, from the moment that the, that basically, you know, there is a cult involvement. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not going to say too much about the movie because if none of you have seen it, I want you to see it. And I don't want to say anything about it because when I first saw it, I mean, I was like, wow. I was just, and and clear to the end, I was just like, I was like, that was a good movie, and it's from like this. It's from the seventies. I mean, it's from I the seventies. Yeah, and it's and got it's, Warren Oates and uh, yeah, um, the girl that played Hot Lips on uh, Mash on the Loretta I think on yeah yeah. Loretta Swit. Uh huh, and it's got the um. Oh, what is his name? Uh, the the doesn't other it guy. Peter doesn't it have
0: Peter Fonda yes. in it too.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. And it, I mean, from, like I said, from the moment you, there's, you find out there's a cult, there's, or they, the people find out there's a cult involvement to the very end, I mean, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. I mean, it it is good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but
0: I've always been under the impression this is basically kind of like Duel, only these people are being, I mean, it's like a road, it's like a road chase movie for the most part. Well, it the is. people that are the people that are chasing them are this cult. Yeah, right?
1: and it's yeah, and I mean, and it's I I don't like I said I don't want to say anything. It's because they see something that they shouldn't have saw, and yeah. you, know, yeah. no, you know, no, you know, no. How how did all these people know that they they were the ones that? were were the ones that saw it or whatever but anyway it it goes through the through the whole movie and basically what it starts out they're just these two couples but get this big um rv and they decide to go on vacation and they're going on vacation like in uh i think it's like in january or something like that they're going on vacation what what is really strange is there there are two two things that are really inconsistent they, I know they're traveling across state, but one day they get off the RV and they're wearing coats and jackets, like it's really cold. The next day they pull into an RV camp, and there's a swimming pool there, and everybody's in bathing suits and everything. And it's like, okay, that was just the day before, and in a day you got to, you know, it, it doesn't. That was kind of strange, but um, but the movie is really. Really good if you can if you can get it and find it. It is available now by from Shout Factory. They've got a two pack. It's um, it's called what it's, uh, um, Race, Race with, with the, devil. the Devil. and it it's available in a two pack. It's also got um um oh what is it called Crazy Larry and uh, dirty Dirty Larry and dirty, Crazy Mary. Dirty Larry,
0: Crazy Mary. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a twin, and it's I think that's also got Peter Fonda in it too. But it's a yeah. It's a twin pack and you can get it through Shout Factory. Um, used to, it was just available on Anchor Bay and it was, if you found it on eBay, it was real expensive to get.
0: Well, the crazy thing is both of those movies were originally, well, not originally, but beforehand were on Anchor Bay.
3: Mm
0: hmm. Uh, uh, Dirty Larry, Crazy Mary was also on Anchor oh, was Bay it? for the longest time, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so I've always wanted to see... Oh, nice. I've always wanted to see A Race with the Devil. And and for some reason, I always think of this movie, too. And I'm curious if you've ever seen it, John. Um, road Games. Now, that's I'm, I'm getting off track here because it doesn't have anything to do with cults. But it, mm-hmm. it is another kind of like crazy, being uh, chased down on the road kind of horror movie kind of thing. Hmm. Ever heard of that one?
1: I, I've heard of it. I don't know that I've ever seen it, but I I have heard of Road Games. Yes,
0: it's an Australian film, and it so it came it came out of that like like what they call Oz exploitation films, like the mm-hmm. uh, exploitation exploitation movie scene from uh, from Australia back in the day, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's right.
0: Yeah. And, and Stacy Keach, mm-hmm. And it sounds like... It, it, I always heard good things about that one, too. So that one's one I've always wanted to, to find and, and see. Um, so I always kind of think of those movies side by side. Because they're both out of the 70s. They both kind of involve being, you know... On the road, being chased down, kind of like Race of the Devil. I've always associated it with Duel. Like it kind of well, everything I've heard about it anyway. Kind of reminds me of Duel, and everything mm-hmm. I've heard about like ro- Road Games reminds me more of like The Hitcher.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, with um, um, C. Thomas Howell. Oh yeah, and Recker Hauer. Mm-hmm. Which, that movie is also awesome. Yes. Got all the psychological mind game crap he's pulling on him the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. He's he's on the road and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think everybody everybody should watch Race with the Devil and 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 if you if you do get a chance to see it, or we we all get a chance to see it or whatever, you know we. I, th- I think it'd be a good discussion because it it is a very good cult. When you talk about cult movies, it's it's right up there. And also, Race with the Devil, had. As one of the um, police police people, I don't know if he was a sergeant or I think he was just a cop in one of the towns, had, um, had uh, E.G. Armstrong, R.G. Armstrong, I'm sorry. And R.G. Armstrong, now watch how I'm going to do this, also played in another cult movie, a little one called Stephen King's Children of the Corn. <laughs> he did now, it, folks. You, now, did you, did you see how I went right into that one? Without interesting, know. now w- would you like me to talk a little bit about Children of the Corn, Mike? Now, what's what does little <laughs> bit mean? Can we define that? <laughs> well, have have any have all of you seen it? Have all seen of you it. seen it? Seen it? Yes, you seen it. I've okay. seen it at oh. a at a uh, movie party
0: where you were host. You were uh, a co-host of there, John.
1: Yes, you gave out some amazing trivia. I remember that. And uh, and I was gonna say if nobody else ha- if if there was somebody here on the panel that hasn't seen it, that's okay because I will read it. I'll kind of go over the story for you. Okay, it's Gatlin, Nebraska. We've seen it, John. It's, We've all seen it. It's on a Sunday. <laughs> it's on a Sunday morning. Oh my God. Uh, I, I could, but I I won't go that far with it. But but <laughs> that has to do with a cult also. And you know why? Because I love this movie. How much do I love this movie? I run a website about this movie. <laughs> Stephen King's *Jules* does. Born. Um, it's awesome. I I love the movie. I've always loved the movie. Um, cornfields, uh, cults, religious cults. Um, not that I'm into religious cults. That's just kind of cool about the movie. Uh, but um, small town. Uh, what else can like, I say I, about this movie? I can't, I can't. I can't talk about everything that I love about this movie, but I'll let you guys talk and answer, and and we'll get to going here.
0: I have one question for you, John. If you can, if you can, um, sum it up briefly for us. Um, and I don't know if I've asked you this question before, but the one of the things that I've always, since I've met you, since I ever met you, John, and I learned that your favorite movie was Children of the Corn. I always found that extremely fascinating. Now, I, I want to say this without trying to offend you um, by saying that I love the movie, too. It's really great. But usually when you ask a lot of horror fans what their fav- all-time favorite horror movie is, you know, there's a lot of common responses. You get, like, you know, you know, people who... Like you know, me that recite like something from the George Romero trilogy, or or some, something more iconic from the '80s, like a like a Nightmare on Elm Street film or a Friday Thirteenth film. Whereas you know, some people, you know, obviously Halloween is always is, is said a lot. What what has what about Children of the Corn has made that stand out among the rest of the of horror cinema for you, John?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never thought about it in words like that. Like, like what? what <laughs> I, I just know I love the movie. But I'm going to try, for you, I'm going to try to decipher this the best I can.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> It was Gatlin, Nebraska, uh, <laughs> a, Sunday, a Sunday morning. Um, yes, the, the town's folk were slaughtered. Okay, in a cafe with Isaac looking through the window. Okay, little Job, he wanted he he went. They went there every Sunday after church. He had his favorite strawberry shake. Uh, it turned into a bloodbath there. Okay. Um, What's not to like, Mike? Oh my God! Um, I'm just curious. Uh, I'm,
0: sa- I'm saying the it's movie, a good movie.
1: The the movie just holds the movie a lot
0: of. It holds a, a lot of.
1: Yes, it did. It, it holds a lot of. Um,
0: See, and that's what I was wondering. If it was just
1: it, it just hit you at the right time at the right place, and yeah. I'd always love the movie, but what really threw me into my obsession—that everybody will call it because it is an obsession. (laughs) corn is my life. Children of the corn is my life. I live it. Um, I think what really threw me into this movie, I'd always loved it, had always thought it was so cool. Anytime it came on television, if I saw it was on, I would watch it. I think what really threw me into it was when I finally went and got the chance to visit the towns that it was filmed in, and I actually was standing there looking at the flagpole Looking at the, I was actually in the cafe that had hardly changed any since the movie um, and got to eat there on a Sunday of all things. (laughs) I think it was just all of that. First time you got to experience something like
4: that from a movie, that connection.
1: Yeah. Linda Hamilton was not there when I visited, unfortunately. Oh, but I know, but I know she was there at one time. So that was cool. But I mean, it was just it was just seeing the town and and talking with people about their their um, their memories of when when they came and filmed there and they were talking about Linda Hamilton they were talking about just all the different things that and and none of them had one bad thing to say about the movie. Everybody I talked to had fond memories about it. You know, some places might say, Oh yeah, Hollywood came in here, you know, and Oh, it was terrible. You know, we, we had to do this and that, and it was just, you know, a bad deal. They had not one bad thing to say. All they had to say was good things about the filming, the experience. um, Not one, not one, you know, sore, you know, um, attitude towards any of it, which I found was just amazing. And, and it was, it was seeing the towns, talking with everybody, coming back, having all that information about where this was filmed, that was filmed, and talking with everybody. And knowing it had been one of my favorite movies of all time. And it just went from there. And then I started the website because I couldn't find information all in one spot about the locations and different things. It just made I, sense. Of course. I mean, it was it, it was like... Why not do a site where everybody, if anybody was looking for information, you know, about the movie or was wanting to know where it was filmed, they could go to one place and find out or they could, you know, have a place they could contact, you know, by email, somebody they could, you know, contact by email that could, you know, help them find these places. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I wished had wished that something like that had been just one spot had been available whenever I was searching for information. About, about the filming locations in all the towns and I basically had kind of pieced together from from just kind of like IMDB where somebody had posted something on one of the trivia things. and I just kind of found you know little bits and pieces and then as I talked to people they would tell me, okay well this is where this was filmed, this is where that was filmed and while I was there. and I, th- I think that was just it and and then after I did the website and then I went back up there a second time, and visited more of the areas that I didn't get a chance to the first time and it was just all of the all of the connections and all of the friendships that I've made since I started this back in 2007 has just I mean over the years all the you know like I said all the connections and friendships and just everything everybody I've talked to you know from the some of the actors I've talked to to the director to the extras that were in the film, um, even the lady that did the drawings of Sarah. I've talked I've talked to her. I've interviewed her for for my website. I mean, just different all of that. and and I the movie is great. and I love the I love the soundtrack to, to the movie. I mean, it's just got that, uh, that with that choir, the, the kids say, singing kind of kind of an Amityville horror feel to it, you know, and or a poltergeist. It's just, you know, kids singing in, you know, in uh, movie scores, especially horror movie scores, is really creepy. And the whole score is just great. Um, I know it completely, and I had actually never read the story until I, of course, until later on after I'd seen the movie. And I just had always assumed that the story was quite a bit like the movie, which was totally wrong. They, hardly anything in the movie happens in the story the way that, that the movie is the characters of Bert and Vicki are completely different in the story. They're, they're more like the book in the, in the, the, um, the sci-fi channel one that was done was kind of a, to kind of, it was actually done by the producer, Donald Borchers of the original children of the corn. He decided he wanted to make it more like the, the book more like the actual short story. And he followed, he did follow it more. And it, it it is a lot more like the book, a lot more. But uh, I love the story, the short story, because without the short story, there would not be a movie at all. And thank God to Stephen King. I love Stephen King. I love I love Mike. He loves everything about it. I, um, Jason, I love you, Mike. I, I, <laughs> Terry, everybody. I. I just love feel the love, guys. Let's oh, feel the oh, love. You're all gonna feel the love when I'm talking about this movie because it's no, I feel it's, something. It's I'm I'm, I'm I, oh, I'm holding the DVD in my hands and that, that's that's all I'm holding in my hands. But in one um, hand, oh, but um, okay. But it, it's it's great. I mean, it, it's just the it's it's just. I don't know. It's just the whole movie. And like I said, it's was what really done it for me was when I was standing there seeing where everything had felt was filmed. And it was like, you can n- nothing look like it had changed and you're standing there looking at something, which a lot of movie movie areas now. I mean, if a movie was done in the seventies or eighties, a lot of, a lot of movie sets, especially for horror movies have, you know, changed. you know, of course like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, I think they've moved the moved the house and and where it had had said it's like grown over with weeds and stuff. You can't even really tell where it was. I don't think and there's different different movies that have changed um but the the cafe did burn down for Children of the Corn, which was really sad. I'm just I am just so happy that I got to visit it before it did before that did happen. But I just love the movie. I'm I'm not going to go into any more than that. I know you guys are tired if they listen to me <laughs> ranting on this, but and I'm sorry, Mike, that that was such a long answer to your question. But that's that, that's you asked the question, so I've I've given you my my truthful, honest to God answer on that, and and that's that's it. I it's love the everything. movie, and it's everything, it's, and, okay. and 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 cool. it's it's great, and I'll let everybody else talk now. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does anybody else want to say anything about turn of the Corn? I'll let you guys talk now. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about it. You probably don't love it as much as I do. I I can understand that, but it's good. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> 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 oh my I god. Don't know. What can we uh, add? Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, you me add something. It's awesome. It's cool. Oh, we it's heard cool. that already. I know you did. Um, I mean, no, it is. That's, that's it okay. is. It is
0: creepy with the with the kids. That is the highlight for me. Is just you know how you know creepy children. I think you know that was definitely something we talked about when we did that episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's definitely a, a high watermark as far as creepy children go. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it, and again, it's the whole thing. What I think. To sum up, this whole episode for me, the most disturbing thing about cult films is the total brainwashing um, that goes on and goes on in the quote-unquote cults, and the fact that these are small children that have been completely brainwashed. Um, is, is just is what makes this particular film all the more creepy, and it's a true testimony to its to its ability to be creepy, and the fact that a, a lot of ch- a huge chunk of the movie takes place during the day, the majority of it takes place in daylight, and mm-hmm. actually actually I think by the time in the third act, um, no offense John, but by the time the third act rolls around and it does become night, if I remember right. Isn't it dark when like the mm-hmm. crap really hits the fan? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not as is not as uh, creepy to me as no. it was during the daytime stuff. No, of course, that's yeah. when it starts getting into way more of the supernatural mm-hmm. stuff, and 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 not that it takes me out of the film, but like, um, uh, it's just I don't know. It, it's the the realism. It, aspect of it in the first half comes off it comes off to me as more creepy by the
4: time we get to the supernatural stuff so
0: because there's have, a disconnection yeah. with the supernatural anyway. we, all,
4: we all have a connection with the Iowa and Midwest part too mm-hmm.
1: I mean yeah. we drive past fucking cornfields every oh, yeah. single day well and who can who can drive by a cornfield I mean chill the the original movie really really had a, pa- a impact on pop culture because I mean who can who can drive by a cornfield without, you know, you know, thinking of children of the corn, just like, you know, people in California, you know, see the ocean every day, you know, who can think of the ocean without jaws, you know, uh, it's just, you see a cornfield, you think, you know, wonder where the children of the corn are, you know, I mean, it's just something everybody. And even if you haven't seen the movie, you still think that, I mean, it's just something that, that everybody pretty much thinks. The only thing, the only thing that I can say negative about the film and it's not, it's not something that I'm saying negative about it. It's just stuff that I've heard, negativity. If anybody has any negative things to say about the film, it's usually the the explosion at the end and the, you know, the he who walks behind the rose going up into the sky, you know that effect, you know where it shows his face and he's like screaming. And yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of people, that's the only negative thing that I've heard from other people unless they just say they don't like the movie at all. They'll say, "Yeah, yeah, you know, the movie's good, but" you know, that ending there, that looks a little cheesy. And then when the thing's going up, you know, Isaac he's on the cross and it starts to go up him and it's that colored light and they're like, Yeah, that looks kind of, you know, cheesy. But now
4: then it wasn't.
1: But, yeah. But yeah. I mean that's the only really when you think yeah. about it, there's really not much many special effects in the movie. There's that that scene with the stuff going and then you know, the cross blowing up out of the ground. And then you see the uh the ground rising up is supposed to be he who walks behind the rows, you know, in the ground, you know, chasing people, which is just a wheelbarrow. A trench was dug, a wheelbarrow was turned upside down, they put a tarp over it and some different loose soil and stuff, and they just basically just pulled it with a tractor and it just it and that's what created that that look and you know and a lot of people say oh it looks like a big groundhog you know so there there's other you know there's that part too that people kind of make fun of but it was an inexpensive way to do the effect and it worked for what they was trying to do so i thought you know,
4: you'd say the your worst the worst part of the movie is when the credits roll and it's over
1: <laughs> that that could, that could make you sick. cry every yeah. time it? oh it does yeah and you know and the thing is what they even went to the town for to begin with was because they had hit the little boy and they put him in the trunk and they was trying to find help for him. Well, they knew he was dead. They wasn't trying to find help for him, but they was trying to find somebody to report it and they go into the town. And at the very end of the movie, (laughs) the kid's still in the trunk. They still haven't done nothing with him and they go off and walk off. (laughs) But (laughs) it's, it's kind of, kind of strange. You know, the whole purpose they went to the town for was to get help. And now, You know, now we'll just leave him there. We're going on to the next town.
4: You know, but my favorite part is just that this movie affected you this much. That's why I love movies. Is that uh, we all probably have one or two, you know, that really Mm -hmm. are life changing to us. And movies are cool, man. They are. They are.
1: They do. They do amazing things to us all. And and when when something affects you that way um it's it's cool you know and you know we go back to the cults you saying you know how you know people you know it's 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 really strange how these cults you know get people to be brought in but charles manson he knew he knew what who he was you know he knew what kind of uh people he he knew to target kids that were either runaways or just kids that were looking for something in their lives And he knew he could offer them something different. Well, come, you know, come stay with me. You know, we'll, you know, we don't work. We don't really do anything, you know, and we're just going to hang out and play music and, you know, do some drugs and, you know, and, and just, you know, hang out. And, and that's the thing. Everybody wants to believe in something. And it's just like on Children of the Corn, these kids all needed something to believe in. And Isaac was that thing that they believed in to where, when he told them, this is what this is what God is telling me to do. Um, we need to do it. And I mean everybody wants to believe in something and and that's the way the cults, you know, they they know that peop everybody needs to believe in something and they and they target that and I believe. And
4: And I wanna believe that this podcast is gonna get over tonight.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Yeah. It, it
1: might <laughs>
4: Yeah so,
0: good stuff. Let's. Uh, Witches let's and bitches. Up. Witches and bitches. Let's rattle off a few honorable mentions, and then we can take a break and come back and do some segments. Uh, anybody have any honorable mentions?
4: Yeah, I got one. One of my favorite is Burn, Witch Burn, a.k.a. Knight of the Eagle. Okay. And another one is. Why do you like that movie so Ho- much? Horror <laughs> Hotel, aka The City of the Dead. I'm just kidding. I just found them on a list somewhere, and they <laughs> I like it. I like Witchfinder General, aka Conquer Worm, Conqueror <laughs> Worm. I just like AKA's.
0: AKA. Well, there's like uh, there's Ken Russell's movie The Devils, which is a very disturbing film. That's from the 70s. Love that movie. Um, Martyrs showed up on a few oh. lists, which I thought was interesting. Uh, one we definitely didn't talk about, and what can you say, uh, Rosemary's Baby. hmm Uh, one I thought was interesting, Jason, that, uh, you would appreciate, I saw on a few lists. uh uh-huh. The Village. Yay!
4: Oh. What? Yeah, huh? maybe.
0: Kinda, kinda. Yeah. I mean, their tension, their intentions with Absolute their quote-unquote cults. Was far more well-intent than most cults, Not a but cult. I don't
4: know. I don't know. Just what's the, well? Then what's the definition of cult? I don't know. Oh, we maybe what, what we should have talked about at the beginning of the episode. That's why I keep saying I don't know.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> a mark of the devil, brotherhood of Satan, which is interesting. You mm-hmm. know, I've been watching that um, bizarre TV a lot lately. And the past couple nights, they've shown this movie, Brotherhood of Satan. I think it's the same movie. Um, which has got, like, Tom Selleck in it. Like, a young Tom Selleck. He still has a cheesy-ass mustache, which is awesome. Oh, my God. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. So, I just <laughs> thought that was interesting. They've been showing this movie right around the time we're doing the topic of this show. So
1: What channel is that on What a cool channel.
0: Yeah, it is a cool channel. It's called Bizarre TV. It's a streaming channel. The and, Roku. I, and the only way I think to get it is through the Roku.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because I've I've seen that. I don't know how many times, back, way back when TBS used to show during the day. They used to show like movies like that, and I've seen that quite a few times. And I've been going to buy the DVD on Amazon, and I tried looking for it on Netflix, but I but they didn't. <laughs> they says you yeah, it's not Netflix. Yeah. It says you can get, you can get the DVD, but it says. A really long wait is what it told me. So, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I'd like to see that again. That's It is a really cool movie. One I was hoping to get a chance to
0: talk about, but I didn't get a chance to revisit the movie. Um, Lords of Illusions. Lord of Illusions. I remember yeah. loving that movie, but right now I'm totally blanking on it, so I really wanted to rewatch it. It's a Clive Barker joint, yo.
4: So... <laughs> Yeah, I haven't um, seen it since it came out.
0: Yeah, it's been a while for me. I know I've watched it a few times, but it <coughs> has been a long, long time. I have it on DVD. We'll have to watch it. Um, the Howling, I thought, was an interesting um, choice. A cult mm-hmm. of werewolves. So, mm-hmm. um, And I almost wanted to talk about it, but it's not a horror movie, but I love the movie so much, and it is very fitting. Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage. The movie's mm. awesome. Yeah. 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 And as far as witches go, we didn't get into the Blair Witch. What more can we say about Blair Witch we haven't already said?
4: It's awesome.
0: And, and Blair Witch Part 2, obviously. Drag Me to Hell showed up on some yeah. lists. I'm like, oh yeah, that totally counts. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that
1: was about it. So, And another Stephen King movie, um, Thinner... It was it was more like a gypsy, gypsy. lady, but yeah. but still kind of kind of witchy kind of.
0: Yeah, I still think it falls into that that realm. You can almost say the same thing about Drag Me to Hell, Drag couldn't it? you? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <sighs> so, well, I got three three more just real quick that we didn't talk about. The Devil's okay. Reign, The Devil's Reign. Oh, Rain. good
0: one! Yeah, with um with a, John
1: Travolta John, and very
0: young John Travolta and William Shatner. 9, William Shatner. William Shatner.
1: Yep, it was really good. Um, Two newer ones: The Last Exorcism and Devils Due.
0: Yeah, uh, trying to think if that's the Devils Due is one of them that I saw and I didn't care for.
1: Last Uh, Exorcism
0: is is pretty good though.
1: Yeah, Devils Due's not one of my favorites. It's the it's kind of a coldish thing, and the girl gets pregnant and. And then throughout the movie, she's pregnant, but the husband thinks it's his, but it's really this devil baby. And, and so, I mean, but it's, it's because of this cult held this thing when they were like, they had went on vacation on their honeymoon or something somewhere. And they, and they, I don't know if it was Mexico or where, and, and they got to this party and they, and they were like, you know, they got passed out or something. And then, and then the video camera films kind of when she got pregnant from this, with this cold or whatever but it's it's a different movie so
0: yeah didn't care for it too much um but speaking of uh uh, satan babies i've I've also been really trying to hunt down um what's the hell is it called damn it Uh, i think it's called like hell baby or something like that (laughs) um it's it's more of it's it's a comedy but it's in that uh it's kind of in that world kind of a um rosemary's baby but a but a more of a parody of rosemary's baby but it's got an amazing cast of like up-and-coming com- comedic talent uh it's even got my good buddy paul Shear in it that i uh this is one of the main reasons why i want to watch it but mm-hmm. anyway so yeah i think yeah. it's called hell baby yes yeah, I, I thought it was kind of stupid oh you saw it you didn't yeah. care for it
2: yeah
0: where'd I'm you sure find it, it
2: that, I, I rented it in
0: oh video oh okay I should probably go look. There's parts of it that were funny, but overall, just meh. Yeah. Alright.
2: To me. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'll lower your expectations and you'll love it, right?
0: Well, the sad thing is, is I actually have listened to a podcast that reviewed it too, and they didn't say positive things either. Yeah. It's just like, ah, so bu- such a bummer. Anyway, all right, we're going to take a break, guys, and when we come back, we're going to do some segments, wrap this bad boy up, because I've got some goats to sacrifice. So <laughs> be right back.
1: Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies. Do you
5: find your life lacking meaning and purpose? Do you get up every morning and say, There's gotta be a better way! Are you a horror film fan and don't understand why your friends and family hasn't seen Necromantic? Do you know people who say that they love Jason from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Are you bored with your current podcast? Do you find yourself answering these questions out loud and getting weird looks from other people in your office? Well, now you never have to worry about those nasty stains again. Now you have a meaning to your boring, miserable life because now you can listen to... Attack of the Killer Podcast. That's right, Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast has all the vitamins and minerals for a well-balanced breakfast. On Attack of the Killer Podcast, you can marvel at the crew as they discuss various horror films, such as High Tension and... high high tension. Listen with your ear holes as the attackers pick a topic and then derail from that topic for at least an hour every episode. Be extremely disturbed as you learn the true love Insane Mike has for his Jason Goes to Hell DVD. But wait, there's more. The gang at Attack of the Killer podcast give you their guarantee that every episode will contain at least two hours of in-depth horror discussion or at least until they get bored, which usually happens after about the first 30 minutes. Listen to what this satisfied customer has to say about Attack of the Killer podcast. Who the hell are you? What are you doing in my bathroom? So don't wait. Follow the rest of the mindless sheep and listen to Attack of the Killer podcast. Attack of the Killer podcast can be heard at Podcast.com or at stitcher.com. You can also follow Attack of the Killer podcast on Facebook at Attack of the Killer podcast or on Twitter at A-O-T-K-P. So act now. Offers limited. Operators are standing by. Blah, 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 blah. And we're back.
0: It is segments time here on Attack of the Killer podcast. And I always like to feel a little bit better about myself and and what we do here and actually acknowledge the people that listen to us. So we'll start off with some shout outs.
4: It's time for shout outs. Shout outs. Alright, here we go. Um, On Facebook, we asked, and Twitter, we asked, uh, what are your favorite witches cults movies? And we had some people write in. Um, Greg Morgan, um, a.k.a. Greg and Morgan, says uh, The Original Wicker Man, Little Witches, The Craft, Hocus Pocus, Witchfinders General, Lords of Salem, The Witches. Nice. Um, Derek Patello, um, author, just put out this awesome Argento book. Anyway, he uh, he said Rosemary's Baby and The Black Cat, 1934. So, Rosemary's
0: Baby, real quick. Um, you hate it. <laughs> I don't think I hate sleeper. it as much as most people do, but yeah, it's kind of a it is kind of a sneeze fest. But it's it's directed by um, oh my god, help me, somebody please, Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. and you can almost call Ty West the Roman Polanski of today. <laughs> a lot of buildup and not a lot of payoff. So, yeah. And it's interesting, also, to com- also tie it into this movie, Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate, who is mm-hmm. the one that was murdered during the Manson murders. So, anyway, okay, shout-outs.
4: Um, and then Greg Mortis wasn't done. He added... Of course not. Black <laughs> Sunday. Woohoo, hoo Yes, yeah, he witches. Tamara. Tamara.
2: Oh, Tamara. oh, I've seen that.
4: Tamara. Never heard of it. Is it good?
2: I remember enjoying it. Okay. I don't think it was like A-rate stuff, but it was fun.
4: He also liked Witch Board.
2: Wait a minute, just because it's got witch in the title? I think he's
4: confused, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't... God.
3: Oh,
0: great
4: God. <laughs> House of the Devil and The Worst Witch.
3: Yeah!
0: There you go. Nice.
4: <laughs> and then our pal Willis Wheeler says Rosemary's Baby. The Omen, one, two, three. The Devil's Reign. Uh, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. And The Hell with Lords of Salem, the worst movie ever. Oh, Ellis, come on. Ellis.
0: Come on, buddy.
4: Yeah, let's agree with Randy Snodgrass the second He says, Lords of Salem. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing um brian angel says so suspiria is my favorite least favorite is definitely halloween six hate that movie either version oh you know <laughs> what that's that's a pretty great cult. Point. yeah
0: cult you
4: know
0: mm-hmm. nice nice paul red uh
4: sean davis aka meat man meat man
0: meat man
4: he says, witching and bitching. Of course he says that.
0: Nice. nice. At least
4: someone else <laughs> watched
0: it. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should have had him. Yeah. Yes. Hi, I, I can say words. Maybe we should have had him on the show tonight. I am anyway, a... let's move on.
4: Moving on, we. Uh, he definitely uh, wasn't done yet. Uh, Greg Amortis says, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Aaron Totten says The Craft. And Stephanie Valles says The Wicker Man, 1973.
0: It is important you put the date on there because they had that awesome <laughs> Not the Bees mm-hmm. remake with uh, Nicolas Cage.
4: Not the Bees! <laughs> not the Bees! <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we had on Facebook. On Twitter, we had a couple. We had Matt Tomaszewski, who's at Matt Ready Set, says Hocus Pocus. It's the perfect blend of a children's movie sprinkled with adult jokes. You'll never get a movie like that again. Is he right, Terry? Um. Sure. Okay. And uh, one person, Nelani uh, Protar.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, at Nalani Proctor says, "Teen Witch."
2: Oh, what?
4: Nice.
2: Oh, I used to love that movie. I forgot yeah. about it. That little
4: Cat was awesome, Funny. and The Craft, and Hocus Pocus.
2: Oh, and we didn't even bring up Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <none> <laughs> yeah, man, that's true. And speaking of TV, what about you could have thrown Buffy into the mix because you had What's-Her-Name there? She was a witch on uh, that Oh,
2: yeah. Set.
4: That's yep. true. And that's uh, what we have um, for that. If anyone called in, this is when we'll listen to it. If not, we will move on. But uh, So, uh, so that
0: was that was. thanks for calling in or oh, hopefully someone will call in next time.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> anyone can call in anytime at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. And that's shout-outs.
0: Thank Woo. you so much for that, Jason. You bet. That was wonderful. Now, we're going to take it over to Terry with her segment <laughs> Wicked Words with wear Tear." <laughs>
2: <laughs> this time, uh, my segment is going to be on Pet Cemetery, um, Stephen King novel.
1: Yes,
0: Ram- Ramon Song. Yes,
2: Ramone's Song. Um, well, uh, the basic plot in between the book and the movie, and I'm referring strictly to the first film. I have never seen Pet Cemetery too. I need to get on that. But um, I
0: actually like it. I really like the second one. I mean, yeah, it's a total derail from the first movie and
2: right. I'm you know, sure but, that it it derails from the book a lot too. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I didn't I didn't bother, but um there are um, barely uh, the screenplay for the movie was actually also written by Stephen King. So, the basic plot is very similar. Uh there are a few key differences um well, I don't even know if I'd say key, minor differences. Um, for example, Judd, Judd Crandall, across the way, across that road. Um, that was a horrible impression. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he, uh, he's actually married, in the book, to a woman named Norma. And she's a sweetie, and, and, you, and you really learn to, to like her a lot. And she eventually dies, sad. But it's kind of strange because in the movie they have um, the n- nanny, her name is Missy, who is barely mentioned in the book. And she becomes a bit more prominent and commits suicide. I don't know why they flip flop that. I would have kept Norm- Norma in there and had her die maybe it just they didn't want to set up her death or something I don't know but basically they needed someone to die as a plot point for um Ellie the little girl of the family to deal with death and blah 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 topics and things um but that was one big difference there's no normal no, no norma and Missy becomes more of a character and there's also a lot more um appearances by the ghost of Pascal in the movie than I feel that there are in the book. He, I mean, because he looks so cool, right? Like, he just, you had to stick him in there as much as you could. He was creepy. Um, uh, let's see. Um, another, the other huge thing for me was that uh, when the creatures and or humans get buried in the, the Micmac, uh, pet cemetery, like the one over the boundary, um, they come back and they're just inherently evil. Like that place is just kind of evil and makes things evil. But in the book, um, it's actually more like a demonic possession. Um, they really leave all of that out of the movie. Like it's supposed to be a Wendigo spirit and that spirit speaks through anything that is reincarnated from the cemetery. So it's like one voice through all of these different um, facets and whatnot. So that really gets just completely taken out. That was probably the biggest thing. Um, And with that, actually, while Miko Hughes is one of the most adorable children ever and can then for become one of the most creepy. His um, character in the movie is played off as like the kind of creepy, cutesy little kid, like Haha, cute giggles. And I'm going to say cute things, but you know that I'm actually dead. So that makes them creepy. But in the book, he's more like he, he's more like a possessed being, you know, he knows your secrets and your darkest secrets, and he can say things and play them against you. Like, it's more that sort of creepy as opposed to cute and creepy and cutting Achilles' tendons Blah. every time. I can't handle that Blah. shit. <laughs> um, but, you know, but everything else was pretty similar. As uh, Zelda, the sister, is still the creepiest fucking thing ever. I was going to watch like watch this movie the other night, or last night, and before I went to bed, and I refused, because I knew I was going to have nightmares from the fucking sister crawling at me with her spinal meningitis, even though I, I know that's a man in the movie, which boggled my mind the first time I found that out, but um, I don't know. They're, it's really fairly similar. I thought the book was a bit of a slow burn at first. It took me a really long time to get through the first half of the book. But it picked up after that. uh, Because it's a pretty long book. In the first half, uh, you barely, like, you haven't even gotten to the point where Gage gets run over. Oh, and that's, that's another minor difference. They make him still look kind of cute in the movie. But he's supposed to actually look... Just like he was, like he's supposed to look mangled still from being run over by a semi. So he's basically just a zombie. And they definitely play that down. Probably because they don't, you know, want a dead child. Maybe that was too much to handle. (laughs) But uh, pretty similar. Good story. Creepy movie. And that's about it. That was wicked words for this time. Yay, yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs>
4: awesome. Well, now it's time for Insane's Picks. Insane's
5: Picks. Hello
0: everybody. My name is Insane Mike, and this is Insane's Picks. For this particular episode of Insane's Picks, I'm going to share with you a film that I love so very much from the early 70s, frantically trying to scroll for the um, date of the movie as I keep talking, 1971, keeping with the theme of the episode, the 1971 classic, I Drink Your Blood. That's right! I Drink Your Blood. Now this movie, I first learned of this film from Mad Ron's Previews from Hell DVD, or not DVD, VHS, back in the early 90s um, when I was off to college, and my, my 80s theatrical horror film franchise brain was blown away and expanded by... Being exposed to Italian cinema, and and cinema from other countries, and and the world of <coughs> bootlegging, um, and just trying to find all these crazy films, and I came across Ranch Previews from Hell, and one of the very early trailers on that was for a film called I Drink Your Blood, and I was fascinated by this film and have been searching for it for years. And thanks to The Wonders of DVD, that dream came true. I Drink Your Blood, as it says on the back of the box, it's Night of Living Dead meets Charles Manson in this Gore 1971 drive-in classic. After consuming rabies-infested meat pies, a hippie cult goes on a vicious, murdering rampage. This movie has a little bit of everything, you could say it has a little bit of Night of the Living Dead. It's got a little bit of Helter Skelter. I would even say it has a little bit of I Spit on Your Grave, because there is a uh, a character early in the film that gets raped, and hence why the the um the the child of the film decides to infect the meat pies with rabies in order to get revenge on the hippie cult. But the plan completely backfires as the hippie cult then infests everyone else in the town somehow, well, actually, I know how, Uh, with rabies. There's like a bunch of construction workers that get infested, and all of a sudden there's just people foaming at the mouth everywhere, trying to kill everybody. So this movie's nuts, and it really doesn't make any sense, because rabies does not send you on a murdering rampage, do not turn you into mindless foaming at the mouth zombies that just want to kill you for no reason. But it's so crazy and it's so much fun and it's just a, such a mess of a mesh of all kinds of different films, um, all kinds of different exploitation films. It's like they just took wanted to take everything and throw it at the wall and see what sticks without even caring about having a very coherent plot that would make any sense. This movie is also amazing because it is one of the early performances by seventies cult queen Lynn Lowry in her cutest of forms. She's a little button nose cutie in this movie, mm-hmm. and, and you get to see her naked. So yes, and there's 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 beheadings and arms cut off with with um, electric electric meat carvers and. Um, people killed with... The the trailer for it, I always thought was amazing, because one of the moments of the, the trailer is like, what sadistic tortures could be... are done in this film with this axe? This chainsaw? This fire hose? I'm like, well, wait a minute. What? Fire hose? Really? I have to see this movie. So, if you can find it, check it out. 1971. I drink your blood.
4: Woo woo woo.
0: Seriously, guys, check it out. It's good.
4: Okay, I'm going. Okay. <laughs> it's
0: definitely would be a good movie party movie. We need to next time we need to watch it for a movie party. I'm serious.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. So that wraps up another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Uh uh. On a personal note, anybody got anything they want to plug, anything they want to talk about? What's going on? I do on? real
4: quick, just uh, the night this uh, episode um, airs, um, Prescribed Films' uh, music video for the PBJs is playing at the Muscatine Film Festival in Muscatine, Iowa, and then afterwards, at the after party, uh, the PBJs are performing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty All exciting. Right. So go PF and PBJs. It's a lot of peas. I'm only starting. That's what Terry said.
2: <laughs> I did earlier.
4: Yeah. So that's what. That's all I can think of. I also just got uh, in the mail a couple days ago. Um, oh yeah, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking awesome, uh, guys. And by guys, I mean world. That uh, our movie collapse uh, had a soundtrack released for it, and uh, the CD came out. And it's it's just incredible. I, I wished I could. I mean, just between you and me, guys, uh, it, if the DVD uh, was half as awesome as this, I mean, there's just so much care, so much awesomeness uh, in this uh, CD release. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to show you guys copies of it in person. It's it's awesome. But yeah,
0: it's beautiful. The art on it is amazing. Uh, it's got a booklet inside, several page like booklet. Yeah, page, yeah. Yeah. It's full of great looking pictures. Um, high quality screen grabs, not blurry. Anyway. Yeah,
4: from the movie, not from The Walking Dead or something <laughs> else.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just awesome. Oh, man. I'm looking at my copy right now, too.
4: So I'm uh, pretty excited that that came out. You can just go to recordscom I think that's what it is. Yep, Howlin, without the G, HowlinWolfRecords.com. And uh, it's right in there. It's, it's fucking awesome.
0: And, yeah, forget about how cool the the art is in this thing, the package. The freaking soundtrack is amazing. The music Music is one of the great things about this movie. The
4: score it's be- on it—it's is- better than the movie, guys. To yeah, be honest, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really what makes it awesome.
0: Truly, truly is. So. That's
4: the first time since we uh, put the movie together that I've listened to the music just by itself, and it's just oh man, it's so great! It's so great! Mm-hmm. It's like really inspiring me to listen to more soundtracks, which I'm excited about.
0: Outstanding! That's cool.
4: Yeah. So that's what I got plugs
0: okay anybody got anything else
1: um just children of the corn movie.com it's all about the original come check it out if you're a fan of the movie and you're looking for information hopefully you'll find what you're looking for if not please email me at children of the corn movie at yahoo.com and I'd also like to plug. I'm gonna do it. Netflix, Woo, uh, check it out. Netflix. Uh, I'm I've been
4: do it. I've, I'm no. all.
1: I, I will be on here all weekend long, guys. And I we and better get some you. kickback. And I and g- give me a list of movies because I'm on the my way now. So.
3: Oh
4: God. <laughs> We've so, got to get some kind of kickback from Netflix for this episode oh, or every episode. Yeah. yeah. You guys need to um, get off Netflix and get a life. <laughs> I'm, like john used to have you're oh, the one that talked me poor. into getting netflix because yeah, it's awesome it it's cool it's it's cool oh
0: i'm excited <laughs> it's no full moon streaming but it's still pretty cool well uh, a couple things i want to mention real quick the next pbj music video is almost done for <laughs> road trip yeah. it's that's being wrapped up as we speak and i've got a couple other little pf things that um uh, that I'm working on that I don't want to get into too much right now. But um, you know, definitely some cool and exciting things forthcoming with prescribed films. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Anything from you, Terry?
2: Uh, well, you can go to TerraFlix. I'm kind of slacking on it. But I'll try to get some more reviews up there soon. I did yeah. just do one for Annabelle, which is... That's new so there
0: yeah suck it in your face (laughs) cool okay guys well thanks again guys for being on the show it's a doozy of an episode I didn't think it was going to run this long for this particular one Um, but uh, it's been fun it's been great grand wonderful so everybody out there listening we will talk to you again soon keep watching those horror movies and we'll see you on the flip side Oh, Jesus, i got to write better outros. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya.
4: See ya.
5: Oh, no! Could this be the end of... <laughs> Attack
2: of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer.